Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. How's everybody doing? Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Ahí estaba, en el centro. Hoyo de gloria. Have you scanned your MVP card? Breakfast was three eggs, scrambled light with grits and extra crispy bacon. Cliff, what's up? It's Brian. I know, Cliff, but people are looking for you to sprinkle your magic fairy dust on this whole thing and make it all better. Let's get to that conversation now. Here is uh, that. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to a Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio Studios. Coming to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We're on 1250, 930 online, PR927FM.com. And drop on by YouTube or Facebook Live and hang out with us on this Monday. Chat gang already up and at it on the youtube and we got folks on facebook as well you can find us there and chime in with whatever is on your mind on this monday coming off a super bowl with a fantastic overtime finish last night ecu baseball week is here we got pirates and rider going at it this weekend at clark leclair stadium so a lot going on in the sports world huge game between chandler and i and one-on-one basketball is available for you to watch if you haven't already we'll get uh all the comments and fallout on that which uh, that dropped on Sunday on Pirate Radio TV. Make sure you are subscribed to Pirate Radio TV on YouTube so you can watch this show, the Brian Bailey Show, the whole Naylor Show, and all of our other uh, goodies. we got a lot coming up this week, basketball, baseball, and football-wise. So a lot to, to get into today and throughout the week here on Pirate Radio Live. Shirley Rhodes is here. Uh, double the interns today. A. Harp, Alex Harper on video. Zach, um... In case something goes haywire, he's here to help us out along the way. We got John over at the head of the, the table, building. and Ellerby to my left. How are we all doing? What's Good. up, Clipper? Did you even did you mention Victory Monday for ECU basketball? Uh, I've got a lot of, but not just ECU basketball. It was the one of the best from a wins losses standpoint. One of the best weekends in ECU athletics history. Yes, a lot of winning going on, and I will tell you why coming up uh, in a moment. Also on today's show, we got BB Brian Bailey joining us at four o'clock, and Cliff Godwin will be here hour three. So if you have a question for Cliff, you can get that in on Facebook, on YouTube, or X, and we will preview the twenty twenty four ECU baseball season coming up in hour number three. People are super excited about this East. Carolina baseball season, and I'll just base it off one thing, what uh, we're doing with the ECU baseball players here in Shimmer Boutique. They had a rocking weekend, and uh, from Wednesday to Sunday, uh, close to over 150 shirts sold. Uh, we have uh, a lot of different options between Parker Bird, Dixon Williams, uh, Danny Beal, uh, Wyatt Lunsford Shankman, and uh, lots of good shirt selections, JJC, so uh Great selection of shirts at Shimmer Boutique. We are restocking them. They placed another big order, and uh, we're hoping to have those in by Friday before opening day. So uh, I know a lot of folks will be coming in town for that East Carolina baseball series. So appreciate everybody's support, and uh, you can uh, pre-order by uh, DMing Shimmer or going by there. They still have a handful of shirts left, so uh, it's been an exciting start to the preseason before the season starts as uh, those shirts have been on fire. We've got uh, a lot of momentum heading into this baseball season from other 
sports uh, with East Carolina Ellerby. So I posted on Saturday that since Thursday, ECU basketball, women's basketball, softball, and lacrosse combined to go 8-0. I left out a women's tennis win. And on Sunday, ECU softball added another victory. So you can throw that tally up to 10-0. Uh, since last Thursday, Pirates have been perfect across the board. All we do is win, 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 no matter what. Mm. Are you so tired of winning? <laughs> I'm, I'm <laughs> sick of it. Are the Chiefs winning. tired of winning? You know? <laughs> uh, and coming up this week, uh, a lot more to follow, including some softball coming up Tuesday. It'll be the home opener, 4 o'clock, North Dakota State. So we'll be watching that one during Pirate Radio Live as East Carolina tries to get to 7-0. and I'll give some credit to... Uh, to Aharp, I'll find the clip here. But um, we were talking about the slate for ECU softball, and Alex Harper dropped this on Pirate Radio Live last week. Uh, and then Saturday they play at 10 a.m. and 3 o'clock, and then Sunday they finish out um, the tournament at 11 a.m. So the teams that are participating is Charleston Southern, St. Joe's, Cleveland State and College of Charleston. So those are the teams that are they're going to be participating. That sounds like a 6-0 and weekend to me. Mm. I, that's what it sounds like to me, but, you know. A 6-0 weekend, and Alex, now that we know you can clip videos like this and make them look so good, uh, you need to start doing that every day for this show. Congratulations, you just played yourself into doing more You work. have been promoted. <laughs> like, he's been promoted. Congratulations. And now he thinks he's a mime. He's just like giving us thumbs up and stuff. You have a microphone. You can be a participate part of the show. I didn't know I was going to be included in the conversation. I thought it was a one-time comment and move on sort of thing. Well, Zach's hoping you'll get out of the way so he can have that chair and talk. I You're mean, not one on, of my elite that. employees. Alex. You have been promoted. You are now one of my elite employees. Uh, you missed some trash over there, honey. Alex, congratulations, and uh, we expect to see more cut-up videos. Yeah, I got you. Forward. Just well let done. me know what you need. Very well done. Uh, basketball on Saturday. Jamie says in mm. the uh, chat, Brandon Johnson was a man among boys. Gosh. I think inspired by my shooting display, went out and had 30 points in the win over UTSA. And that was great to see because there has been some games where we're like scratching our head at the performance of Brandon Johnson. We weren't doing yep. that on Saturday. Seven three-pointers and a career high, I believe, 30 points. Um, so great uh, great job by Brandon Johnson. Uh, and a, a Pirate Road victory in the conference. Pirates back home on Thursday looking for the sweep over Wichita State. And don't look now. I ain't looking. When I said that, y'all, everybody looked at me. <laughs> Literally, I told Don't you. Don't look at what? Though? I told you not to do one thing. Don't look at the East at the AAC women's basketball stand. Don't look at them. Don't look at them. I'm Don't not looking. Oh, can we talk about them? We are. Wait, okay. I already looked at it because you posted it on X yesterday. So the Pirates uh, had three straight losses in January. Mm. Devastating injuries mm. to Sania Johnson to Micah Dennis. Yep, it's pretty much over. Not so fast. Not so fast, my friend. They have won four in a row. They are now one game out of first place in the AAC. Wow. Clamp down. down. Kim McNeil getting it done. 
and uh something to be excited about here as we uh head into mid-february and on into march is this kind of the spot of the season where they kind of went on a run last year and and it transitioned into the tournament chandler i'm gonna be honest with you i don't know i don't either that's why i asked <laughs> but hopefully they can go on a run like they did last year and find themselves back in the ncaa tournament for back-to-back years let's not let facts get in the way of a good segment here chandler yeah i think uh, you're exactly right chandler i think this is when they hit their stride I mean, I don't know, maybe. And, and sad, it is, actually. Sad news out of Winterville is uh, the poor church had to bulldoze their gymnasium <laughs> after, know, I, after what you guys did in it on, uh, what, Thursday or Friday last week? It was, a, that was, it was uh, Wednesday. It was entertainment at its finest on YouTube. I, I enjoyed the uh, eight-minute one-on-one challenge you guys had, the Pirate Radio Challenge. First ever. Hopefully, we'll be able to do another one. But yeah. uh, the basketball... Was uh, I mean it's like one of those is one of those bad basketball games that you just couldn't quit watching and uh, you guys uh, definitely better stick to your day jobs. So um, man, we love Johnny Stats, right? Yeah. Does he have some stats on the game? Johnny Stats chimed in on YouTube. Oh my god! Stats to consider and said if you take away the zero for nine stretch in the middle. <laughs> Clip made a dazzling five out of his six shots, including two three pointers. That's a great stat right there. Take away that one little cold stretch. I was on fire. He said, and now this is Johnny Johnny Tips. He, he's got tips for okay. us. Okay. Or for you, anyway. I think if Chandler actually jumped during his jump shots, he'd have more success. There's a little tip. Yeah, and but the thing is, is that even when I didn't jump, there was a lot of times I was too strong on the on the, on the shot. But I don't know. Chandler, you said you were going to be inspired to pick up some more cardio. What uh, What have you done about that since the basketball game? <laughs> uh, I walk, I've walked from my car to buildings. Uh, I've walked out of my house. Um, I'm doing a lot of walking. I've walked into this building today. Nice. Chad said, the greatest game ever played was not played in this gym. Steve said, the greatest 12 minutes in YouTube history. Prestige worldwide. Boy, that sounds pretty legit. Uh, we dropped this again this morning. He said, great way to start the day. Uh, Robert says, this reminded me of back in the Arkansas days, seven minutes of hell. <laughs> <laughs> it was 40 minutes, but that was... Grimesland Bigfoot said, dang, that two-minute mark hit y'all hard. No doubt. We were For two minutes, it looked pretty crisp. Uh, Destry said, Chan might need to go to the ER. <laughs> and Jamie said, that made, this made me nauseous. I reported this video for indecency. And then it says, parentheses, edited. What's wrong, Jamie? Don't know how to type? Can't get your words right? How about you focus more on your keyboard and less on us? I think the best thing we're thankful for is that y'all did not do shirts and skins. (laughs) (laughs) So one of the prop bets last night uh, on the Super Bowl, and I got these from a a site, DraftKings, by the way. Nice. Would be a great site to go to. Yes. Uh, Coming up very, very soon. We'll tell you more. Excited about that. Uh, one of the prop bets was, well, would Usher's nipple be exposed during halftime? Both of them were. And uh, glad we did not have that prop bet uh, for our game. You didn't take that one? <laughs> our basketball game. All right, uh, let's check in with the Chad gang real quick. A lot to get to on today's edition of Pirate Radio Live. We got two Chads in. We got Pike and Chad Moore. He says, we in here, bang, bang, Chad gang, smash the like and subscribe. Great advice. Jerry's in the house. Hey, Jerry. Jamie said, 
Mahomes again for the win. Did this dude just did this? Did yes, this he did. Just did this. He is great, and we'll talk about that in a moment. Jamie says, "Happy ECU baseball game week." Finally, yes, sir. Steve says, "HMMFs, HM to you, Steve." And he also said, "I mean, he missed the Super Bowl yesterday. Watch Clip and Chon on a continuous loop." Eric said, "I watched the big game yesterday." And then I watched the Super Bowl later in the evening. <laughs> mm. I like that. Uh, Eric says, Sean, you really didn't play that bad. That makes I, me feel better. I have seen way worse on the court. I'm looking for the punchline, but I think that's it. I think he's mm. just being nice to you. Uh, thank you, Eric. Is I appreciate the it. People's court. Mike P said, Is ECU winning so much bad for college sports? Let's, well, let's speak on that. We'll talk about that. What does he mean by that? <laughs> Is all this winning bad? for college sports that ECU's doing right now. Uh, Jamie also says the church was bulldozed for allowing blasphemy. Steve said CNC Brick Factory. It was definitely sinful basketball. <laughs> Tyler said time for Chan to get with F3. I'm already there, baby. He was there. F3, bye-bye, Bowie. It's time for you. You need to have a press conference to announce your, uh, you're coming out of retirement. When? For when F3, because you pretty when, much when, retired. When do you want to hold your press conference and come back out? Uh, we'll hold it in the future sometime. <laughs> in the <laughs> TBD. All right. Um, so, yeah, y'all chime in. Thanks for hanging out with us on a Monday. Great sports weekend. Great finish to the game last night. I, heard, I saw a comment like, it's amazing how many of these Super Bowls are boring and then it gets good at the end. Well, that's football. Like the witching hour with Red Zone every week. Talk about like how bad these matchups are going to be, but the endings of games are are fantastic. And we saw an all timer last night uh, in overtime: Chiefs winning again. Mac McCarthy and I reacted a little aggressively to Mac last week when he was like, "Is Patrick Mahomes a Hall of Famer?" And I said, "Get the hell out of here!" Like, what <laughs> yeah. kind of question is that? Of course he is. Well, it's answered now. It, no, it's, it was answered before now. <laughs> I know what are you that talking clip? about? I know that clip, but I mean, for Mac, for Coach Mac, it's answered. He asked the question last week. He doesn't have to ask it this week. He's definitely a Hall of Famer. I thought that last week. Okay. It didn't need to be asked last week. Okay, what, I didn't say it had What to. needs to be asked now is he the greatest quarterback of all time. He's been in the league, what, six years? He's got three Super Bowls. He's been in the AFC Championship every year. I mean, and he and he's got so many more years left. I don't know if he'll get to six, but he's going to keep getting back to the AFC Championship well, and to the Super Bowl. Travis Kelsey says he's not retiring anytime soon. Andy Reid said last night. What well, is he going to get arrested after assaulting his coach? I, I did. I think everything's fine with I, that. I thought that was very uncalled for i mean it's you like, can't assault your coach i just saw, i mean like and a, and an elderly gentleman at that that was that was doing his job focused on the game and just got ambushed by some beast of a tight end because he wasn't in the game i mean it was just, that that was that was a bizarro moment uh for sure alex you're a football player let's say um i think he was upset because he wasn't in on the play where they fumbled it doesn't matter why he was upset. What if the, you are not on the field for a punt and you go up to Mike Houston and do that? What should be the I'm gone immediately. I'm never playing football again. Yeah. I mean, there is a major double standard, not just because he's great, but 
Because the tight ends versus uh, long snappers? Well, I think race comes into it a little bit because if a guy does that uh, that's not white, we usually call him a thug. I don't think a lot of people are calling Travis Kelsey a thug today. Uh, but it is, uh, yeah, if you're great, you can get away with things. If you got money, you can get away with a lot of things. I'm neither. <laughs> I know, yeah. So you got to mind your what P's you and Q's. What do you mean you know? I know that you don't have a lot of money. Well, I'm assuming you don't have a lot of money. Just looking at the shirt. I don't, I don't. <laughs> You're wearing an undershirt today to work. Yeah. <laughs> you don't even have a shirt on. I don't know. I, this was on a hanger when I bought it. It wasn't in a pack. So I think, All right. I think uh, it's good enough. It was on a hanger. It was on a hanger. <laughs> Is it a V-neck? It was in the man's uh, one, yeah. It's a Hanes. It's huh? fine. It's a good looking shirt. You, you got the bod for it. What I'm saying is, Alex, and you said it yourself, you can't do this to Mikey. No, no. Could any player do it? Could Holt Nailers go up and do that? Yeah. So if you're good enough, you can get away with it. Back at the mime work in there. That's what we learned. I will not be included in a soundbite. <laughs> i got you He's, smart move he is a smart, smart guy move. may not be a rich guy but a smart guy uh anyway you were saying travis kelsey's coming back yeah and uh, andy reed last night said that he didn't he hasn't even thought about retiring so there's no telling how many years that this can go on of them you know making it to the championship and winning it do we hate the chiefs I, I think we're tired of them. I'll tell you what. People got them. tired of the Patriots. I mean, are we tired of the Chiefs? Do we hate the but Chiefs? But people also started to hate the Patriots, too. I know. That's what I'm saying. I know. They got tired of them, then they hated them. Are the Chiefs at the point where, I'm talking about, like, I'm, generally we in this room, and then we in general hate Tired, the yes. Hate, no. I'm not there on hate. Now, part of it is because I picked the Chiefs, and I think a valuable lesson. I'm proud of myself. I would like to give a shout-out to myself because I wanted the 49ers to win. But I picked the Chiefs. I'm old enough. I'm mature enough as a picker. And uh, Chandler, I hope you learned a lesson last week. Because you wanted the Niners to win, and you picked the Niners. You said, forget everything we know about Patrick Mahomes always winning. Brock Purdy hasn't won yet. Kyle Shanahan blows it in Super Bowls. Yeah. You said, forget all that. I'm taking the Niners. Mm-hmm. Well, he is a Panthers fan. Did you learn a lesson? I did learn a lesson. I learned my lesson after I picked Buffalo to beat Kansas City. Yeah, It's kind of funny because after that, I took the Ravens. Tony was not ready to jump off yet. Tony Dunn uh, took them one more week, took the Ravens to beat the Chiefs, lost again. He finally said, I'm off it. I'm taking the Chiefs. You stayed on the anti-Chiefs train. I did. And you stayed on way too long. You you fell off the cliff. It looked looked good there for a moment, but when they didn't get the touchdown, they had to settle for the field goal. I was sitting there watching the game last night, and I said, this is where Pat Mahomes wants to be. This is the situation he wants to be in with a minute and 48, a minute and 50 seconds. And it's to the point now where you just you can't bet against Patrick Mahomes. And another thing that kind of went into my decision to go with the um, with the 49ers, it was a little bit of emotion with, with Christian McCaffrey. You can't do that. With, with Christian McCaffrey and Steve Wilkes. Um, so that played a big part in it too. But, um, yeah, I've lear- I learned my lesson, and I learned it the hard way. Don't bet against Patrick Mahomes. Depressed 49ers fan Jack Powers will join us Wednesday on Pirate Radio Live. Oh, mm-hmm. I saw, I was enjoying the kind of updates last night. Yeah, our, that was um, good. The Holt Naylor Show's uh, social media platforms and ours as well. So I noticed there wasn't like a final, you know, final thoughts on the Super Bowl. Yeah. Last thing we saw was like a fourth quarter check-in. That'll be Wednesday on Pirate Radio Live. 
Chandler, did you get your... How was that uh, drink there, Chandler? It's good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, big gulp. Way to go, guy. <laughs> Chandler, uh, your prop bet comes up a half rush short. I, I know, I know. I, I, man, that stinks. I was sitting there hoping on that last drive in overtime that he would... And you know what got him that third? Who, I can't remember who it was. It was Zach Kaplan when he came on Thursday. He said, kneel downs count as a rush. So he kneeled down to go to overtime, and I was uh, like, perfect. I just need one rush in overtime, and he never got it. Well, the 49ers so, went away from the run, and they got very lucky in overtime to get that defensive holding call, which yeah. extended the drive. And as somebody who had the Chiefs, I was like, well, crap. Now they're going to – and what they do, they ran the ball all the way down the field pretty much. Uh, Chris McCaffrey, McCaffrey man, yeah. was getting the workload, which he has just about all his career. Um, and then they kind of went away from with that for a while, and then they kind of decided, hey, let's give him back back the football. And, I mean, it just – it stinks. Oh, I, by the way, I went up to Virginia – and also had Christian McCaffrey first touchdown. And what a great touchdown play that was. That was Exciting. a cool play. And, you know, if the Niners win this, what's the chances? I mean, Jawan Jennings is the What's in this, man? MVP. You, you're like on, like, super sugar over there? I mean, you're, like, going 100 miles an hour there, Chan. Talking really fast. I'm sorry? Should I slow down some? <laughs> Just, is, he, is, he, is he on speed? I mean, does this come off a little faster? Well, usually he's like five miles per hour, so him going yeah. 25 is okay with You're him. You're going pretty fast. But Jawan Jennings is the MVP, right? If, the, if, if the they Niners. win. Yeah, pro- absolutely. Throwing a touchdown, catching a touchdown. But unfortunately, we can't talk about that because he lost. Mike P said, had they just focused on Taylor Swift, nobody would have seen Kelsey chest bump Andy Reid. By the way, if you go yes for Taylor Swift and uh, Travis Kelsey kissing, you get your money. Do they have it on TV? Yes. Uh, stinks for an A-do. Do we hate Taylor Swift? I don't care. No. No, I don't, no, I don't hate anybody. Okay. So y'all y'all. No, that's not true. I hate the Hornets. Anyway, go ahead. No, I mean it's it's a little much, but it does. I don't freak out like a lot of people do. A lot of freak out about uh, what y'all think of the halftime show. I loved it. I didn't want. I didn't see it. I was in my car. Were you on the way home? Yeah, it didn't appeal to me. But I mean, I, I, I didn't. The only song I recognized was the one that was his popular song. I thought it was. Well, he's got a bunch of popular songs. Well, I'm just, I'm not a music person either. Yeah. So, but I, I would also say I did not recognize the first eighty percent of his performance, and then I did recognize the last little bit and then i would also say i thought uh, i thought the music the first 80 percent i was talking about was a little slow too and it wasn't as upbeat and moving and so that that part of it, it i mean I, I was if i if i was rating yes or no i would say no for me um jamie says clip hates carson wentz probably dan snyder correct you're all right about that i know who was probably hating that performance last night alicia key's husband because Usher was all over Alicia. Big time. <laughs> I like Chandler doing the entertainment news. Yeah. <laughs> this is good. I just and, what, and, Why did you like the halftime so much, Chandler? Well, one, well, he played all the hits. Like, yeah, 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 whatever that song is. Uh, oh, my God, that's middle school for me. Ludacris coming out was awesome. Little John uh, with Turned Down for What was great. I just liked <clears> the, the performance. Him on roller skates, that's just really cool. Because I can't skate. And him dancing and just going around in circles on a roller skate. And the choreography was great. I just loved it. I don't know if it's because of, like, YouTube or whatever. Like, you can watch any concert ever you want to. Like, I just don't care about the spectacle at all. Like, whether it's good, bad, I'm just indifferent to the whole thing. 
I just, I don't know. I'm at the point, maybe we're at the point in our lives, Clip, where we just don't get wild. By half yeah, time. I will say yeah, that. No, it's like, I, I, it would take a lot to maybe impress and wow me. Yeah. But I will What s- would it take? Who would have to play? I don't think get I'm getting excited. wowed by any any song. I'm asking, this I'm point asking in my Ellerby. Life. I'm answering. Who? Thank you. Jonathan just said he doesn't get wowed. Yeah. I, I'm not a big music person, so I don't Thank really you. know what would really wow me. I think it would take maybe multiple acts like set up at different, you know, maybe they had, it went boom, 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 you know, and then they all collaborate. And Ellery's like, wow. <laughs> and Ellery's like, can't keep up with it. Wow. <laughs> this is like, what whoa. a wow factor. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and we said, boom! It's so good that you stay up till like three in the morning because you're so wired. Jonathan, did you see the Al Davis thing they did? Speaking of boom before the Super Bowl, uh, a little bit. I was kind of half paying attention to it. I okay, in, uh, in I thought that might not wow you, but something you'd be interested in because it was it was kind of neat. It was a little corny because it was uh, all you know dramatic and stuff, but it was it was a cool history lesson at the same time. Just when they- and I loved the guy that was playing Madden. Mm-hmm. He he did a good job. Yeah. Uh, any commercials? Anything? Anybody enjoyed? Anything on that aspect? Uh, Saw the Paramount Plus one that we've already seen. Dunkin' yeah. Donuts was good. The Couch Potato one was good. Yeah. My wife said something about Judge Judy and somebody. Yeah, was that, good. And the uh, Reese's commercial I thought was pretty good. I like the um, the Doritos commercial with the two grandmothers that. Uh, they said, don't test me or something like that. Yeah, yeah, something like that. I like that one. And the Sarah V commercial featuring Michael Sarah, just because it was kind of corny, but I enjoyed it. I feel like I missed everything. I don't remember. Did you watch the Super Bowl? I did. Okay. I watched the game. I remember quite a bit of that. Um, and, of course, you know, I'm a huge Deadpool fan. But you're so oh, Deadpool yeah. Wolverine. Hey, oh, I, I am a sucker for Planet of, of the Apes movies. Oh. So... Yeah, I, I saw that. I liked seeing the trailer. I did not. I was, um, that, that doesn't... Wolverine, Deadpool. So I, I said this before. It's become a big like trailer release evening. Oh, yeah. The there's no, Yeah, there's no question about that. But yeah, Deadpool, because I was not expecting another Deadpool movie. Uh, maybe I was just out of the loop. But you throw in Wolverine, you know, that backstory, that's just freaking awesome for me. Apparently, Beyonce's dropping music soon. Uh, Chandler, back on the entertainment desk. Alex is trying to say something. No, no I was just going to say, uh, am I the only one that like did not see the Parker Bird commercial? I didn't see it. It was pregame. I didn't, yeah. Oh, it was oh, pregame? It was pre-game mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't see it either. Okay. Well, now I feel better. Yeah. Shirley, can we get some entertainment tonight music for uh, Chandler? I got to find it. Yes. That, that's going to be, you know how everybody has theme music? Mm-hmm. Do you even know what entertainment tonight is? Yes. He watches it all the time. Of course I, he does. I used to. <laughs> Listen, I, I said I used to when I used to sit down and watch. Listen. I mean, after a long day of uh, school, and my mom would make dinner, and that used to be on, and Inside Edition, you too. you curl up with our People magazine and read those? Mm-hmm. Mike P. said, did Clip miss halftime because he went in his drop top cruising the street? That is an Usher reference. Mm, didn't get it. Did you know where... 7 o'clock on the dot. Yeah, I was going to say, the, the age-old question, do you know where Usher was at 7 o'clock on the dot? Russ is trying to get into the Roast Shirley game. He says, of course Shirley likes the Grandma Dorito commercial. 
Yeah, how about you go sit back there in the pansy section in the back? <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. Shirley's about to jump into the chat room and get a, <laughs> rough, rough, rough some people up. We need to take a break. Yep. Um, especially Jerry needs to take a break. He needs a timeout. He said, Mary Hart and those legs. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry. What? Cool down. Cool off, buddy. I feel like we're seeing a, a, a lot of different sides to Jerry. Yeah. Because we saw a negative side not too Jerry long Jerry is always Mr. Positive, Mr. Nice Guy. And now he's Mr. Negative and Mr. And Mr. Creek. <laughs> Mr. Creek. <laughs> 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 Jerry, this one's for you. This is a freebie. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, Jerry. Check those out. Man. Let's take a break. We'll Can't come back. see that. More to go. Pirate Radio Live. Big show on tap. BB, Brian Bailey, Cliff Godwin, and the whole gang here back with you after this. Say my name, say my name. You acting kind of shady. Ain't calling me baby. Why the sudden You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Washington's favorite place to eat and where all the locals go is down on Main Street. Down on Main Street's famous weekday lunch specials are only $7.99. You can stop by for the house salad with grilled chicken, the half-club sandwich with chips, or everyone's favorite, the fried shrimp plate. After work, down on Main is the perfect spot for dinner and drinks on the patio, and you can join them on Wednesday, or every Wednesday, rather, for half-price wings from 4 p.m. to close. Down on Main Street, on Main Street, in historic downtown Washington. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live on a Monday. Fun segment one with the crew here and the chat gang. If you are... One of the freeloaders watching that has not hit the like yet, uh, hit the thumb. You'll feel good about yourself. Do your good deed for the day. Uh, Jerry says, give me a warning so I can put my sunglasses on before showing your legs. It's February, Jerry. I don't go to the tanning bed. I mean, legs have been hidden for a while. Yeah. Give me a and, break. And would you say that they're going to be more tan in like June, <laughs> July than they are now? I mean, yeah. is it, are we talking 50 shades of white here? I mean, what's going on? It's going to go down to 25. That's a good point. That's a good point. All right. Ellerby, uh, ECU baseball getting underway on Friday. We'll talk to Cliff Godwin coming up. If you missed the Brian Bailey show, uh, had a great hour long chat with Jeff Palumbo. We'll be previewing ECU baseball all week long. We'll have players on. Brandon Manning uh, expected to have the big donkey. Guest alert. Steven Shock joining us on the program. And I uh, believe we're going to have that for you coming up on Tuesday. So we'll be uh, talking baseball throughout the week. Good interview with Aaron Fit too. Yeah, great. Uh, if you missed that, great way to get you ready for the baseball season. He says, uh, rinse and repeat, Ellerby. Pirates, big favorites to win the American once again. Uh, does say that the league got better with the new teams coming in and says that will help out East Carolina. We, we say this a lot, it seems like, that – these midweek games are important because those are the big RPI games for East Carolina. Maybe they'll get a, t- a little bit of an RPI boost playing conference games with these new teams in. But uh, what are your uh, overall expectations for ECU? Well, I mean, it's hard to go against Aaron Fit and what he says. But, uh, you know, I, I, I do. I mean, I think East Carolina expects 
you know, fans expect the Pirates to to win the American each and every year. And I think, you know, Cliff Godwin has built a, a fabulous program as he's gone in, going into year number 10. And uh, I believe that, I, I think, but they are the hunted. So uh, they're going to be getting the best out of everybody. And as we see, we know next week when Campbell is on the docket, you know, that first road game, they, they always give East Carolina fits. And then the Tar Heels are the following weekend. So I, I think, you know, you, you just got to be patient and watch and see how this team develops. I've heard uh, you know Mike Mullis on this program saying that he expects a lot of offense yeah. out of this team this year too. So I think I mean, and we've talked about it. It's like oh gosh, the Pirates lost X X and X, but then it's like you get into the season, it's like you don't even remember those X's because there's so many other things. Now to they're talk about. X's, right? Yeah, they are. Uh, they are your X. <laughs> they are X. And um, you know, and I think you know Cliff Godwin, Jeff Palumbo, and I mean. Go back and listen to uh, Palumbo's interview with with Bailey, and then uh, tune in in hour three today with Cliff. I mean, you'll see why this program is just on such solid footing. And uh, just like a few years ago when they opened zero and three against Bryant, I mean, it, it's just you know hmm. you, you you don't hit the panic button and you turn yeah. it around and uh, this baseball team. But I, I think it would be awesome in June to be hosting a regional with an opportunity to maybe have a, another super regional here. And will this be the year that East Carolina beats down that? door to Omaha. I, I, I don't know that, but uh, I, I do think this East Carolina baseball team is going to be very good. There's a lot of storylines and, and a lot of talent, and uh, if they can do something special, man, the summer of 2024 will be exciting. Let's go around the room. Anybody that wants to chime in, uh, who will be, who's your offensive MVP for 2024 for ECU baseball? I'm going to go JJC. Okay. I'm going to go J-Dub, Justin Wilcoxon. Hmm. Zach, did you want to chime in? I did. I wanted to throw in Jacob Starling. Man. I don't think he's going to be there. I'm a big star man guy. Yeah, I love him. Uh, I don't want to ride Mike Mullis' coattails. I believe he, he loves Carter Cunningham yeah. heading into this season. Um, And so just to be different, I mean, heck, I, I might just take the guy that's hot going into the year, Riley Johnson. Right, yeah which uh, we'll talk to Cliff and make sure he is 100% healthy at 5 o'clock and if he'll be in that opening day lineup. But, um, yeah, I like everybody said there. I, I'm a big star man guy. I, big bounce back season for J.C. Cummins, which Aaron Fitt, I brought up the the bounce back. Like two years ago, it was Bryson uh, Worrell his last year. Last year, Moylan with a good bounce back season. I said uh, J.C.'s a big candidate for that this year. He said, when you look at his numbers, he still had a good year. We just expected so much from him, and he had that brutal injury, yeah. of course. He had nine home runs last year. He was just one shy of double digits, but to us, especially the season that he had as a freshman, uh, that's, that is a downgrade last year, but maybe he can bounce back and get into the double digits and be a big boost for this team. Who is your ECU Cy Young in 2024 mark alexander says bristol carter that's uh for the first question yes i've yet to see him play so i'm not going to say that yet but i'm excited to see the young center fielder play for the pirates who's your uh cy young i mean how do you go against you savage i'll show you how. i'm gonna go wyatt lunsford shinkman for mine that's who i was gonna pick uh you savage is the answer aaron fitz said he's the number three pitcher preseason heading into the year in the country mm-hmm. pretty impressive you got wyatt chandler uh do you have another name zach shirley i was gonna go offensive side i was gonna say dixon williams 
See, that was the name I was going to throw in. Get him more bats, more confidence, mm-hmm. and he's coming off that, which has been a while now, been a while, but a big summer for Dixon Williams. Sometimes yeah. we've seen that translate into the season. So, how about uh, pitching? <sighs> we got Wyatt. We got Trey. What about our guy Jay Connor? Zach, who you got? I had another offensive one as well. Um, <laughs> oh, Kim, double offensive. Cam Clunch. You guys don't know how to follow a segment. Okay, okay. I'll give Cam you my quick Clunch, offensive one. Is Cam Clunch going to get a – what's he going to do over there at first with Carter? I, I, it's going to be weird, but he's launched a few already. So yeah. Clunch, launch. Clunch, launches are coming back. Now, are but, you talking about – oh, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you, Zach. But are you talking about like starting pitching or are you just p- talking about bullpen in whoever general? Whoever you want. Whoever's gonna uh, do it. I got to go with DB. <laughs> you got to go with DB. I got to go with my boy DB. I, I, think, I expect him to lead the team in appearances. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think he'll shut the door on a lot of a lot of folks. And uh, he's been doing year. a lot of door shutting in the scrimmages. They have bring, brought him in to close it out, maybe just to get that experience for him on the mound. Um, hey, nobody's going Zach Root, so – I like Jaden Winter. I'll gladly take Root. Winter is coming. I like Winter, yeah. Okay. A lot of names. Going to be exciting. I know uh, Cliff Godwin won't talk about the weather on uh, <laughs> Hour 3, but uh, 58. I don't care about the weather. I can't control the weather. Don't want to talk about the weather. 58 degrees on Friday right now. Four o'clock I will first take pitch. that and I mean, I feel like uh, maybe we'll have a lot of excitement and a big crowd for opening day for ECU baseball. Excitement time! I plan to be there Saturday and Sunday. Uh, LRB, will the crew be out there on Friday? Yes, absolutely. We'll uh, we'll be set up in our spot in the jungle. So uh, stop by, say hello. Look forward to a uh, fun year of uh, ECU baseball. I, I think uh, we'll have to, you know, we'll see how things mesh together, but uh, it's going to be exciting. And, and man, I, I really hope the weather is good for a week from Sunday when the Tar Heels roll into Greenville for a 2 o'clock first pitch at Clark Leclerc Stadium and there's Five six thousand people and maybe thousand people outside the stadium just just going nuts uh, for that game three of that series. That, that that should be a fun weekend of baseball. Jack is antagonizing me on YouTube. Hey Clipper, can we talk about the Hornets now? We'll do that next segment. We'll get Zach and Chandler and all you Hornets idiots to to talk about that coming up uh, to wrap up hour one. Don't we y'all have a group meeting somewhere? Y'all can just talk about that. <laughs> we will close with Johnny Stats. Johnny Stats says Cliff Godwin is one of only two head coaches in the nation that have won a regular season or conference tournament title in each of the last five full seasons. <clears throat> the only other one is this coach from this school in the state of North Carolina. Name that school. Chandler, I know you weren't paying attention. No, I was not. Not at all. Uh, UNCW? No. Wake Forest. Campbell. Oh. Justin Hare mm. of Campbell. Uh, Coach Guy, he says Cliff Godwin has a 10, to 10 and 6 head to head advantage and a plus 32 run differential. Thank you, Johnny Robertson, for the stats. Real quick, a couple things for Pirate Radio. Got. Uh shimmer boutique got valentine's day on a wednesday clip so you can uh go by shimmer boutique and get something nice for your valentine which may include one of those uh, awesome ecu baseball shirts got a lot of great selection there we are restocking shimmer boutique by the end of the week so uh you can uh write down uh, and pre-order dm them if you're from out of town also uh also we have uh zay jones and justin hardy as the guest two guests on the holt naylor show this thursday great week last week with shane carden so uh more fun with uh, holt naylor's this week as he is going to have 
both of the best wide receivers ever to play at East Carolina and the NCAA uh, based on records on the show this week. And he is also going to have the left fielder from Ryder Baseball awesome. on the Holt Naylor Show. So uh, if you haven't subscribed or downloaded uh, the Holt Naylor's uh, podcast, uh, please go listen. And uh, this week should be a very fantastic edition. Yeah, that's a huge show going uh, double wide and then having the left fielder on, which uh, could be a new wrinkle to the whole Naylor show. Really, really like that idea. All right, Ellerby, thanks for hanging See out. See you next man. week. Chan, you have your hand raised. Uh, got some news out of the American regarding ECU softball, uh, a name that Shirley mentioned several times uh, mm-hmm. last week. Emma Jackson is player of the week in the American uh, for ECU softball. What a great weekend that she and her team had uh, going undefeated. Great start of the season for Coach Winkler. 652 was her batting average over the weekend. She racked up uh, two home runs, six doubles, and nine RBIs. Is she playing so, co-ed slow pitch softball? I don't know what she's college? playing, but she is raking so far, and I love it. All right, we'll take a break, come back, wrap up hour number one. Brian Bailey joins us hour two. Cliff Godwin, hour three, a big edition of Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, hey, Pirate Nation. When you're on the way to see the uh, the Pirates play this year, be sure to stop by Shimmer Boutique on Greenville Boulevard and pick up one of the brand new custom t-shirts from the ECU baseball players. There are new custom shirts from Parker Bird, Jacob Jenkins Cowart, Dixon Williams, Ryan McChrystal, Wyatt Lunsford Shankman, and Danny Beal. The t-shirts are available now in both youth and adult sizes and only at Shimmer Boutique. If you live out of town, that's not a problem. Just message Shimmer on Facebook or Instagram, or you can call the store. Get one or all of the new shirts today at Shimmer and look sharp in the jungle this baseball season. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right. Throw on the hard hats. Kenny Curling says 36 days till spring 46 days till the ufl kicks off uh-huh. four days till pirate baseball man on the david price construction countdown to all that stuff all that stuff right there <clears throat> we're gonna be counting down to kickoff because we'll have some ecu football to talk about on wednesday to recap a media day that we have coming up i'm kind of pumped for that okay so we'll have that and then we'll uh, we'll let you know that. how many days away we are from ecu kicking off their 2024 season on the David Price construction countdown to kickoff. So on a Wednesday, we're going to all put on our Sunday's best and head over to the Town Bank Tower. And we will be talking to Mike Houston, the entire offensive staff, and the entire defensive staff. How about that? And uh, we'll have that for you Wednesday on Pirate Radio Live and across all of our social media platforms. It'll be here before you know it. EC football. And spring football coming up soon too absolutely hey harp when's uh when y'all start doing stuff do you know tell us the exact day and time 
doing stuff as in workouts because we've been doing that since we got back to school spring, spring Alex, practice you gotta tell me the grind never stops my man it does not when but does the uh, like official team spring spring yeah. practice yeah. that will begin when a week after we return from spring break which is in two weeks zach so we'll put us at about three weeks all yeah, right so let's say today out. is i don't know february 12th when is spring break first week of march March. so y'all will start the second week of march correct roughly roughly all right excitement time excitement time looking forward to it excitement time got a really good bunch um how about those freaking pirates how about them coach jack said clip the hornets have been doing very well since you made negative remarks about them huh oh have they let me pull up the score from friday just so we can, uh, I want to make sure all the facts are laid on the table here. Oh, yeah, let's talk Hornets. Uh, Friday, Charlotte lost 120 to 84. Anybody want to do the math on that? What are we talking? Oh. Yeah, we didn't have half our team. Yeah. We just traded half of them away and nobody was playing. Fair. That's fair. That was the first game where everybody got traded away and we didn't have any of our new guys. Fair point. Okay. Very fair point. So that game dropped them to 10 and 41. So the previous fifty games, I'm gonna speak on those. Or we had a did incom- you have your whole team? We or? had an incompetent team. <laughs> we had Gordon Hayward on the bench. We had a, a terrible team. Okay, but then this new ownership said, "What are we doing?" <laughs> they woke up one morning, saw they were ten and forty, and said, "You know what? We need to do something different." Things about to change around here. That's right. I tell you what. So they come out Friday night, and they, uh, or excuse me, Saturday night, and they win. They win one for Crash. Gerald, Hornets win. Gerald Wallace Day, one fifteen to one hundred six over the almost cussed, very bad Grizzlies. Well, not that bad. I mean, so now we got the team, guys. So tonight against Indiana, how are we feeling? Forty percent. What does that even mean? 40% positive that we win. Yeah. We're 10-point dogs. I think we have that. Winning, that's a different story. But I'm I do a, feel good. I'm going to admit, I saw the highlights of that guy. That guy? That guy? What's his name? Put Michich. some respect on his name. Hold on, I want to hear you say his name. Michich. 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 I you said, said it the first three time. different ways. What's his first name? Uh, Hold, please. <laughs> the lip uh, quiver you just uh, did was awesome. Um, Vaseline. 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 We Vas- have a guy named Vaseline. 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 That's the best Michich. I got. Just rub him on your team and see what happens. <laughs> Tabas Chalia. Tabas Chalia Michich. Is, is, a uh, my is a European MVP. European? Yeah. Uh, he is my new favorite player. I've, I've actually, I will say this, I've always been a Grant Williams fan. Uh, he does the dirty work. You gotta love him. And uh, they do have a Curry on the roster. Uh, but I will refuse to seriously discuss an 11 and 41 team. Okay, fair. Okay, Chandler, I do. I do this right. I, I say if they do this, I will do this. I do that with the Hornets a lot. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like if they you know about. do this. So here's all they got to do for me to respect them again. Okay. They have to win. I'm going to make it pretty simple. Beat the Pacers tonight. Beat the Hawks Wednesday. Two simple wins. 
and I will speak on them with respect. Will Just a ton of respect. Will you follow them back on uh, socials? No. Because then after that, they go on a West Coast trip at Utah, at Golden State, at Portland, at Milwaukee. Wait, two, what are those? two versus Milwaukee. So, like, I'm not going to buy all the way back in, but I will speak their name with respect if they win the next two. Thursday PRL. Great think, amount of respect for them. I think that's fair, right? Yeah, we'll do a full-on preview of uh, the Utah Jazz game. We can even try to get on Spencer Percy. <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready to go that route. <laughs> or just call up Atticus <clears throat> again. <laughs> All right, so there's your Hornets talk. Zach, anything else on uh, the Hornets? Other news, Mitch Kupchak uh, stepping fired. away. Well, not fired. Kupchak? I guess he, he's going to like an advisory role, Consult, consultant. Role. Oh, good. Yeah. He still gets the job. That's great. Well, he he nailed this last trade deadline, his last one ever. So he's not awful. We still want him around, mm. but he's not. He doesn't need that big role. But there is a GM search underway in Charlotte for That's a right. Hornets GM. That is the life, man. You just get to completely suck at your job and just get paid all this money. You never pay for a meal. Nope. Travel like you get to know cool people. And you don't but have to you, do. You, suck. you don't have to do a damn thing. I mean, that's the crazy your team part about can it. be ten and forty. That's the insane part about it. It's like all the luxury and all the benefits. You live but the best life, and you are terrible at what you do. At what you do, that is the absolute dream. When you go to do something, whether it's a job, a sport, or something, usually you have to be good. No, but for in this instance, he sucks. He's the worst. The worst. And you just get to live the your best life. And probably a nice guy. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, but professional-wise, say it with me. He sucks. sucks. He could draft. You got to give him that. Lamelo, Miles, and Brandon Miller. Ooh. He could draft. That's about all he could do, though. Eric says, more like Crash Bandapoot. No offense to Wallace, but let's face it. When he Whoa. is one of the notable, most notable players in your franchise, the franchise sucks. You suck, Eric. Yeah, Wallace Gerald Wallace bad. busted his ass every night for those crappy teams. He can't help that he played for the Bobcats. Yeah, I'm not. He got him to the playoffs one year with Captain Jack. It was a lot of fun. I am not going to besperge. Is that a word? Well, I know disparage, yeah. but isn't there a word that starts with a B? <laughs> I am not going to... Sp- go ahead. <laughs> I'm not going to speak down about Gerald Wallace. Let's take a break. Brian Bailey joins us hour two. Besmerge? Besmerge? Besmirk? Besmirch. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Carolina Caliber, Eastern North Carolina's premier outdoor shooting sports store for over 60 years. Visit carolinacalibercompany.com to shop today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Greenville Utilities Neighbor to Neighbor Program provides help for those who need temporary assistance with their utility costs. 
and you can make a difference. Your tax-deductible donation can be added to your GUC bill each month, or you can make a one-time donation. And GUC matches all donations up to $20,000 each year. Consider helping a neighbor with GUC's Neighbor to Neighbor program. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Welcome back into the program. Hour two of Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday. You got Shirley Rhodes, Alex Harper, Zach, John, myself, and Brian Bailey joining us on the Pirate Radio Live line. Coming off Super Bowl 58. Bailey, how you doing today? Not too bad. How's it going? It is going well. And, uh, man, how about the kids these days? They get Super Bowl Monday off out of school. They did here in Pitt County. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah. Lily had the day off. I I mean, we've been asking for Super Bowl Monday off forever. Yeah. I think you should get it off. I do, too. So that means I don't have to come in and produce your show? That's right. (laughs) We'll remember that. But then we would have missed out on a great chat with Jeff Palumbo earlier today. Bailey, you ready for some Pirate Baseball? Oh, yeah, man. I tell you what, it's 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 one of the best times of the year because, you know, especially when the weather's nice. I mean, obviously, you're going to get some cold days out there, and uh, and it's tough to play baseball in, in some of those uh, some of those weather days. But uh, for the most part, I mean, it's just it's just a lot of fun to be out there. It means so much to so many people around you know the area and. Uh, they do such a great job, a winning program, and you know it's it's one of those things we don't even think about whether they're going to have a winning season or not. We think about are they going to host or not? Are they going to you know we we kind of assume they're going to the NCAA's, which we shouldn't, but I mean that's just how how good they are. Bailey uh, did this a moment ago. I'll ask you. I'm going to take Trey Savage out of the mix. Uh, what pirate pitcher? Who, who's your pirate Cy Young if it's not Trey Savage this year? Who are you looking forward to? Uh, I think it's two candidates that, well, there's a couple of candidates because they're really deep. Uh, I would say, I would say Danny Beal comes to mind because I think he's going to be counted on kind of like Carter Spivey was that year where he comes in and, and saves the day left and right, gets a lot of work or Zach Root. I think Zach Root's going to have a really good year. I think you know, that Saturday slot is, is, is going to be something to watch, you know, coming off of your savage. And, and I think that's a great one, two punch to start the weekend with, but, uh, there are a couple other candidates too, I and mean, they've they've got a deep staff. All right, uh, one starter, one reliever there. Bailey, who's your offensive MVP for the Pirates in twenty twenty four? Starling, Jacob Starling, the Star Man. He was my pick to click last year. Had a good year and uh, ready to kind of take off even more. And and you've got some uh, a ton of candidates there as well, Bailey. I can't wait to see. Uh, you know, Jacob Jenkins Coward coming in fully healthy, how he's going to be uh, this season. Riley Johnson is on fire right now, coming off of injury, but looking good. We'll talk to Cliff about uh, his health. Is he 100% ready to go coming up in hour three of today's show? But then you've got you know, Carter Cunningham. Mully thinks he's going to have a tremendous year. Dixon Williams getting more confidence, more at-bats. Uh, Zach said keep an eye out for Cam Clonch, even though he's at a, a position that is uh, – maybe splitting time over at first could see him in a dh role uh just so many guys up and down this lineup that uh could have a breakout year this year yeah and, and that's that's one of the exciting things about this team is is, is each player is going to have to find their role and if they excel at that role i mean they they, they could be really really good I mean, it, it's it's a very talented squad obviously when you talk you know the last three weeks you know we had Colombo on today 
you know, we had the other two, Austin Knight, pitching coach, you know, last week, and t- just talking about the specifics of everybody. And, uh, you know, they're, they're very fired up about, you know, this whole thing. They just want to get it started, and it all starts 4 o'clock on Friday. ECU and Ryder beginning the season at Clark LeClaire Stadium. And uh, we know not to take anybody lightly after the Bryant series from a couple years ago, right? That's exactly right. And Ryder, you know, they were they were a good team last year. They went to that Cottonway Regional and upset uh, upset Coastal Carolina in that first game. I think it was a one-run game like 12-11, to 11-10, something like that. And then they uh, lost a one-run game to Duke and then lost to Coastal the second time they played them in that regional. But uh, they put off the big upset as a four seed. And, boy, you, you don't really limp into this schedule. You get right to it. You got the home opening series, which everybody would be excited about. That annual Tuesday at Campbell, which could go either way. We know that, Bailey. And then the series with North Carolina. After that weekend, it's the LeClaire Classic. So just a, an awesome schedule up and down, and it starts in uh, in February. Yeah, and really, we talked about this with Coach Palumbo, and, and it's kind of one of those different deals. Usually when you're talking about State or Carolina, you're talking about a midweek game, uh, and you're using, you know, starter number four, starter number five, that kind of thing. Sometimes you're using the whole, you know, the whole staff, you know, Johnny Hole staff. But in this case, you've got, you know, your one, two, and three ready to go out and battle North Carolina. Both teams nationally ranked in all the polls. Both teams – I uh, East Carolina and most of the polls, 11, 12, 13, somewhere like that. Carolina just behind them. So that's going to be a great series. Uh, I think it starts Chapel Hill, then Fayetteville, then Greenville. So that'd be a great weekend of baseball. This is an awesome week. We got baseball beginning on Friday. We got ECU hoops at home coming up on Thursday against Wichita State. And uh, we'll talk about that in a moment, Bailey. But also uh, a little football for the football fans out there. We'll be talking to Mike Houston and the offensive and defensive coaches coming up on Wednesday. And, and I'm excited about that. Get to know some of these new coaches for the first time. Yeah, I'm being too. And, and that's one of the things that I've enjoyed about doing the, the radio show for so many years and having all the assistant coaches on uh, during the season. But yeah, we've got a, a new bunch coming in and we get a chance to meet some of those guys and uh, I think that's a that's a win-win for all of us coming up on Wednesday. How about the shooting performance by the Pirates on Saturday? Needed to get a win and got one on the road. Bailey Brandon Johnson, 30 points, and he was awesome. Pirates getting the win over UTSA and uh, kind of stay there in the middle of the standings in the American. Yeah, and you look at that game. I mean, I had a chance to watch it, and I was just, just floored that the Pirates, you know, they got off to that lead, and it was a huge lead, and and, you know, I think we all thought that, uh, you know, UTSA would come back a little bit and get back in the game, which they did. They did. They got within 10, I think. But it just seemed like any time the Pirates needed a basket, they were able to get one. And that's something that this squad has lacked a couple of times this year. So that was very encouraging, especially on the road. All right, there in the middle of the standings now, five and six in conference play, sitting at an even twelve and twelve on the year, and when they'll go for the sweep over Wichita State coming up Thursday in Mengees. And how about Kim McNeil's team, Bailey? Uh, they have won four in a row. They are now one game out of first place. And you think about the struggles to start the conference season, the m- devastating injuries they've had to be one game out of first. Uh, pretty incredible. They're playing for a lot here these last uh, few weeks of the season. Yeah, and you give them a lot of credit because they did have two, you know, really, really tough injuries. When you look at at, at Micah Dennis uh, going out again, she was, you know, she was really going to be counted on just to run the show the whole time, and and you know, and Sania goes out, so they they really lost two quality players, and 
you know, sometimes we look at it and we talk about the next man up, but sometimes it takes a while for the next man up, you know, to gel with everybody else and to get everything going. And I think you've seen it from that team that they've been able to, you know, right the ship and, and they're right in the middle of the conference championship race, which we all thought they would be anyway this year, but didn't know if they would after those injuries. Brian Bailey joining us, Pirate Radio Live Line. Bailey, uh, let's get your take on Super Bowl 58. What a finish. Bit of a sluggish start, or a ugly start. Saw some fumbles both ways, penalties, uh, but man, turned into a classic late. Yeah, it did. And it's it's weird because, uh, you know, a lot of talk today about the overtime. And, and, and I admit it, I'd forgotten that they had changed the playoff overtime, which I like the rule. I think both teams should get a chance to to possess the football, but you wonder about San Francisco's choice to, you know, to go first. Uh, I think you have to, you know, defer right there. And, you know, so you know what you're up against and you're going against, you know, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, a, a future hall of famer who, who pulls rabbits out of his hat all the time. And you, you decide to go first. I think that was a bad decision. Yeah. I, I got to be honest too. I did not know about the new overtime rule either. Uh, I'm, I'm glad they made that change. I guess you can call it the Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes rule, right? Uh, they uh, had that epic game that ended on a touchdown and Josh Allen uh, unable to touch the ball. So now both teams get it, even if you score a touchdown. Um, and I agree too. It's just so much of an advantage and i heard some talk about it today why you take the ball second first you know if you need a touchdown or a field goal but also you get four downs you you know that you can start to to draw up plays on second down knowing you still got three plays left to get a first down so there's a lot of reasons why you take the ball second in that situation and I just think you know the bottom line goes that you want to know what you're up against, and, and I think that, that that's that's especially against a team like Kansas City with the weapons, and especially against a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes, who you know I'm a big fan of Mahomes. I, I love watching him play. He always makes something happen, and uh, and he did it again. I mean, he's 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 a Hall of Famer, and he's only 28. And it has a chance to be the best all time. I know we talk about that and goat and all that crap gets kicked around, but he legitimately does, Bailey, with his resume so far and his age. He could be, and we're just coming off the, the Brady era, but Patrick Mahomes really has a chance to retire as the best of all time. I mean, is that fair to say? I think it's very fair. I yeah. think that, that you know he's, he's well on his way. And who's to say, I mean, he may never play in another Super Bowl, but it certainly looks like the Kansas City Chiefs are around for a while. And how about 20 years ago when the Eagles are winning the East and they're getting to the NFC Championship, they got Donovan McNabb, they're always a pretty good team, just couldn't get over the hump, and now look at Andy Reid. Uh, We knew he was a good coach back then in the NFC East, Bailey, but we didn't know he was going to win all these Super Bowls eventually. And another Hall of Famer, and you know, and lucky for him, the Chiefs drafted Mahomes because Mahomes makes him a better coach. But he was—he was always very solid with the Eagles and had great teams. And as you said, couldn't get over the hump. But he's certainly gotten over the hump and then some with the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, and uh, he was able to go through Philadelphia, not not getting beat up on the sidelines by T.O., but he did last night by Travis Kelsey. How about that? And that was that was real strange. <laughs> it was, man. I, it just goes to show that if you're good enough, you can get away with stuff. Because that, I mean, and it was. I think it was like he was off balance or whatever. But it it did not look good. And 
just, that just can't happen and i know they're gonna go and talk about their great relationship and how uh, he plays with emotion and passion and all that stuff you can't go up and physically assault your coach during a game you just can't do it but then again there's no repercussions and he's a champion so i guess you can and if you do that you can date the most popular person uh, on earth so maybe you can do all that stuff i don't know Hey, I <laughs> what's the lesson under us but I don't know what the over-under was on uh, shots of uh, Taylor Swift during the game, but yeah. I think they probably went over. Are you a Swifty there, Bailey? Not really. Are you an Usher I fan, didn't Bailey? Have any problem? <laughs> I didn't have any problem with the whole with the whole thing. I mean, yeah. you know, she's she's one of the best out there, and you know, to me, it, it didn't bother me that they would show shots and people were getting so mad about it. And that kind of thing it didn't yeah. bother me. What uh, figure out who Usher was at halftime? Oh man, so you're not a uh, you're not familiar with Usher at all? Not not really, but I thought that halftime was fine. I, I didn't think it was horrible or anything. I thought they were it was good, but I just didn't recognize any. Everybody kept saying, "Well, you'll know all the songs." I didn't know any of them. <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, I find myself doing this too with Rihanna and with Gaga and Pink. Like I kind of forget how many hits they had, and I, I I'm. Uh, I grew up in a Usher generation, so I know who Usher is. But I don't know. I'm fine either way. It doesn't move the needle. We were talking about that earlier. It's no Boston. I can tell you that, Bailey. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> for the day that Boston plays at halftime of the Super Bowl. Speaking of Boston, uh, the Dunkin' Donuts commercial was a hit. Uh, do you have any thoughts on the uh, the other stuff, the commercials, all that stuff that goes along with the Super Bowl? No, I saw a couple that I thought were, were rather humorous, but I didn't. I didn't. Nothing really stuck with me. And, and we tried to get the word out that the Parker Bird commercial was going to be very early in the day uh, as a part of our Super Bowl coverage on WNCT locally and CBS. The, this commercial was only shown in our market, and we even put what time it was going to run: eleven fifty-nine a.m. right before the noon hour. Hmm. Uh, but. Uh, but a lot of people are still back and they didn't see it during the Super Bowl and I apologize for that but we tried to get the word out when that air that, that thing was going to air it's on our website at WNTT.com you can still see it so if you want to see that commercial it's out there there you go Brian Bailey joining us Pirate Radio Live Line ECU Baseball Week is here and uh, we got a long ways to wait until football is it uh, wait till next year for the Cowboys Bailey? It's always wait till next year for the Cowboys, it seems. But we got to go through all these mock drafts now until April. Then we have the real draft. Then we get the schedule that comes out, which will be a lot of fun. And finally, August will get here. We go back to camp, and I'll pick the Cowboys to win the Super Bowl again. There you go. And uh, Bailey, we were talking about this earlier today. We might have some UFL to watch with Holton and all the Pirates on the Renegades. I hope so. I want to get me a hat for the Renegades. And- support those guys i hope i hope uh holton can win the starting job and i hope those guys all get a chance to play and that'll give us something to watch in the spring i'll tell you what i didn't like uh yesterday this is like another old man type thing and i know college sports and sports in general is nowhere near what it was but hearing that iconic cbs 330 college football song and seeing big 10 attached to it i i I can't get on board with that it's gonna take me a little while yeah, it's going to take me a while, too. And I saw some of that as well. And it's just an ever-changing, you know, landscape. College sports, television rules the world. And now the Big Ten's on CBS. Yeah, that 330, that's, that's SEC. That's uh, 
That's Vern Lundquist. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is what it is. Bailey, uh, I know uh, we talk to Ken Wadlington every week about ACC hoops and what's going on. What's, uh, Ken, I think, is trying to get to the tournament, maybe? What's y'all's plans for uh, – where is the ACC tournament this year? It's in D.C. Yeah. And, uh, with, with expenses like they are, I think he's going to go up. Uh, he's got, I think he's got somebody he can stay with. I think Zach may go up. He's got somebody he can stay with. So I think they're, they're both going to maybe head up for the tournament and uh, do a little coverage there. I'll wait till it comes back to North Carolina. I like it in Charlotte, and I like it in Greensboro. So we'll wait till, till that happens. But the ACC, you know, Duke is at nine. Carolina fell to seven this week in the AP poll. Virginia's won eight in a row. They're at 21. And as, as Wildington keeps saying, Wilmington's getting votes in the top 25. They got one. It's singular. They got one vote. And is that the AP? Because if so, it's probably him voting, right? No, he's not voting in it. But if he could, <laughs> if, he, if he was voting, that would be it. You're right. Uh, Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Da Buck. Da Buck. Coming up tonight, Duke at home against Wake Forest. Wake coming off a win over NC State. That's 7 o'clock. And then after that, Kansas is a road dog to Texas Tech coming up tonight in Big 12 action. Bailey, enjoyed it, man. If folks missed the Brian Bailey Show, check it out 6 o'clock here on Pirate Radio. Or you could download it or watch it right now on YouTube. Hour-long chat with Jeff Palumbo to get you ready for the ECU baseball season. Another great Commanders fan. Fans, uh, fan in the area, Bailey. You got a lot of great commanders friends. You know that. That's the only thing that I found that I didn't like about Jeff Palumbo. That, that just means he's loyal. That's a good trait to have, Bailey. Well, there you go. I guess. BB enjoyed it. We'll see you, man. All right. Take care. The legendary Brian Bailey joining us here on a Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Speaking of legends. Uh, Saturday was a very sad anniversary, the passing of Jeff Charles, and uh, great to see Brandon Johnson put up a 30 spot uh, on Saturday. Maybe uh, Jeff was helping him out, hitting some of those threes, but man, we missed the voice, and ironically, coincidentally, Chandler, you wear your painted purple uh, shirt today. I've got my uh, t-shirt underneath, that same exact shirt. Yeah, and I love this shirt, and I think it's a good representation of Jeff. And, uh, yeah, I surely do miss him, uh, and I think about him quite often. So, um, yeah, and uh, what a way to get a victory on that day, and uh, and what a way for Brandon Johnson to show out and get a career high of 30 points. And, man, it just seemed like he was – could not miss on Saturday, and so uh, hopefully we can get back-to-back wins on Thursday against Wichita State and the season sweep against the Shockers. And the 10-0 and run that ECU Athletics is on on the one-year uh, anniversary of his passing. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, some things just happen that way, folks. Interesting uh, how it works out. All right, let's take a break. When we return, I'm excited to read this ad. This is good. This is fun stuff. We'll talk about it when we return. Pirate Radio Live on a Monday. Only for the grown and sexy. Back with you after this. Do so.
You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Carolina Caliber, Eastern North Carolina's premier outdoor shooting sports store for over 60 years. Visit CarolinaCaliberCompany.com to shop today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Order Jersey Mike subs on the mobile app and get delivery right to your home or save time and order ahead to skip the line to pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike sub location. Jersey Mike's a sub above. And Bud Light reminds Pirate fans to always stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Seeing a sad Kyle Shanahan with his flat bill after the game. Another sad Kyle, Kyle Juszczyk. Next year, it's going to be sad Dan Quinn with the backwards hat. You're going to be there? After the Super Bowl. That'd be pretty impressive. Yeah, that would be awesome. I would take a Super Bowl loss right now so hard. (laughs) It's not as fun as you think. Been there, done that. Dude, trust me. Give it to me. I know, I know. Just heck, as a Commanders fan, give give you the the win, a, a, a playoff win. I couldn't handle all that stuff, man. The way I act when like week one we win and Dallas loses, and I post the standings. Can you imagine that for a full season? First of all, nobody would like me anymore. Probably not. I would piss off everybody. Yeah. I mean, watching that game last night was pretty anxiety fueled and i you know i wanted the chiefs to win because i picked them but i didn't really care that much but every play every third and short fourth and short that being your team how could you stand it yeah the fourth and one where they went for it uh and they gave it to, to george kittle i was like man that was gutsy by uh, by Shanahan, and I I don't think the Panthers were ever in a, in a situation to to have to go for it, especially in that sort of situation where if you don't get it, you're giving it back to Pat Mahomes, uh, and you just cannot bet on Patrick uh, bet against Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> you got something to read? I got big. You news. can't bet against Patrick Mahomes. I got big news. In fact, Chandler is so big. What are the first two words that I have to read here say? Big news! Is everybody sitting down? Chandler is... Just make sure I'm firmly in my chair. They're all sitting down. Mark Alexander sitting down. Big news! DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is coming soon to North Carolina... North Carolina. North Carolina. On March 11th. It won't be long until you can bet on same game parlays, money lines, and props right here in North Carolina with DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook has the best features, including odds boost and live betting. They have social betting groups where you can share your bets with your friends in real time. I can share with you. You can bet on, it says friends. Just kidding. We're friends big news me and chandler are friends (laughs) you can bet on all kinds of sports including college basketball hockey and so much more (laughs) DraftKings is safe secure and reliable best of all you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want new customers download the DraftKings sportsbook app now and bet on all your favorite sports once we go live that'll be on march 11th 
Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, coming to North Carolina on March 11th. If you have a gambling problem, call 877-718-5543 or visit morethanagame.nc.gov. Must be 21-plus, North Carolina only. Eligibility restrictions apply, subject to regulatory licensing requirements. See terms at DraftKings.com sportsbook slash NC. And you do not have to call that number or go to that website if you gamble responsibly. Chad says, right before tournament time. Yes, sir. They know what they were doing. They, they knew that Chandler Honeycutt and Clip Rock would like this move. Right in the smack part of March Madness. Man. I'm excited. I mean, just to throw a, a few pennies down on uh, ECU's first conference tournament game. Yeah. Boy. Don't even start. Boy. Don't even start with me, Clip Rock. Watching it as it unfolds with a watch party. Do we have an a... Uh, toss a few coins down on it. God, you... How long did it take you? It was deep in there. <laughs> You've been trying to do that for five minutes. Hold on just a second. I got more. All right, Zach. I'm going to bring you to the uh, mic. I'm here. Uh, can you briefly run down your AAC basketball power rankings? One second, I can, of course. All right, from the top, we got USF on top of my rankings this week. Wow. A new number one. What a world. What kind of world are we living in? I know. Where South Florida is number one in the AAC. It's weird. It that, is. That game against Charlotte was huge. 17-point comeback. It should give us hope. As pirates, it should. All right, number two. Yeah, Florida Atlantic makes sense. Number Drop owls. One. Number three. Number three. We got Charlotte. Big drop. Big drop. From what? Number one. One to three. <laughs> one to three. But still, when you're number one, going down two spots is pretty bad. Okay. But they're still good. Don't get me wrong. Uh, UAB sitting in the same spot as last week. Number four. They're solid, but they just can't seem to quite get up there with the big dogs. UAB eight and three in league play. That's right. Uh, right below them, we got SMU, number five. My ponies are back. They've won four in a row. Is it too little, too late? Probably. Probably. But they have a very hard stretch coming up if you look at their schedule. Well, that's good for them. It they is. need that. If they can win the games, they're going to look very good late in the season here. All right. Number six, Memphis. They're finally getting back to where they need to be. They've it's, won three in a row, but super disappointing year for them. Yeah, and even the wins they have had these past three games were still lackluster, to say the least. Almost lost a few of them. Uh, at University of North Texas at seven. They are on the drop. They were top three for me in my first two weeks ago. They're just not spectacular. They play low-scoring games. They could beat anybody, but you could also get them if you have a good yep, shooting. Exactly. Night. They 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 can do it, but they haven't been. They had a they have one injury. I forgot who it was, but one of their main guys is out right now, uh, and he was yesterday as well against SMU. That was a big game for them. They still lost it though. All right. Uh, and then ECU at eight. We're back up to where we were. I, I eight is great. Back. We're in the elite eight. The eight elite is great. Eight, yeah. And I, I, I want to sit right there. I don't want us to drop any lower. I would like to go higher, but that's probably not going to happen. And I'm just being honest with that. I'm not going to try to put our pirates too high. All that's right. where we need to be. Number nine, Tulane. They keep bouncing. They they lose, win a game, lose a game. They can't make up if they want to be good or not. Disappointing year for Ron Hunter's guys. It has been. They they were expected to be a lot more than they were. All right. 
10 Wichita State. They are finally getting back to being Wichita State lately-ish. They're not quite what they were, obviously, because that was a tournament-run team every year almost. Uh, but they took <coughs> FAU to overtime yesterday. Okay, yeah. I was going to ask who had them on the ropes. That was, was Wichita. FAU. Yeah. Yep. Took them to overtime. And they lost by, like, 14? Yeah, it was bad in overtime, yeah. The (laughs) overtime took it away bad. FAU scored 20, like, 21 points in overtime. Something like that, yeah. All right. uh, 11, we got Rice. Uh, They were doing well, and then they just, they went back to what they were doing bad. I couldn't tell you one thing about Rice basketball. Not a one. They're nothing special. All these teams from 11 to 14 are really just not good basketball teams. All right. Uh, 12, Tulsa on the down again. They were finally getting back up there, but they lost twice this week. 13, UTSA. Uh, ECU gave them the honors of losing. Go Pirates. And 14, Temple. Those last four are all just equally bad. All right. So Pirates middle of the pack right now. That's right. It's never too early to look at this stuff. I'm I'm a bracket guy, Chandler. Oh, yeah. I've got the uh, AAC basketball tournament schedule, just to see where you know what, what, the watch party and everything. You know, what are we doing? All right, where are we at? So, as the eight seed, <clears throat> we would play twelve thirty on Thursday, March fourteenth. Watch okay. party against what seed? Against the nine, which would be Tulane for mm. me. For me, that's in my rankings. Uh, yeah, uh, according to Zach's power rankings. Um. Would we rather get to that seven so we could avoid the one? Or does it even matter? I want to avoid FAU, I guess, wherever they are. But, like, even these other teams at the top, I don't feel... Seven gives us the 10 seed, right? Yeah. Well, that means we'd have to beat Wichita State three times in a year, which I do not like. Fine. No matter how well we're playing. Uh, what we want to do is stay out of 11 through 14 because those teams have to play an extra day. If but. we end up 11 through 14, we might as well just throw away the season. <laughs> okay. So there you have it. From those Zach. are bad teams. Uh, so they will play on Wednesday, March 13th. <clears throat> and then um, if ECU finishes 10 or better, uh, we'll play on Thursday, March the 14th. So there you go. Okay. By the way, Thursday games will be on ESPNU. If the Pirates win that one, as they did last year, they would play on ESPN2. Were we beating Houston at halftime last year? Uh, yes. Yep. Good Lord. Yep. You just knew it wasn't going to last, but man, that was fun for a little while. It was fun. All right, let's take a break. When we return, we'll have our Fleet Feet rundown. Fleet Feet. Eric says, breaking news, the state of Virginia has parted ways with Clip Rock and Chandler Honeycutt. Well, that is true. March, Effective March 11th. Effective March 11th. Back with you, Pirate Radio, live on a Monday fun day. Back with you after this. Do 
You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Carolina Caliber, Eastern North Carolina's premier outdoor shooting sports store for over 60 years. Visit CarolinaCaliberCompany.com to shop today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Be sure to check out David Price Construction for all of your commercial or custom residential renovation and building needs. Run by ECU alumni, David Price Construction specializes in commercial projects, maintenance on facilities, and large-scale residential renovations and additions. David Price Construction, the proud ECU home services partner. Call them today at 919-291-5532 or visit them online at davidpriceconstruction.com. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. All right, breaking news. We're watching ESPN, NFL Live. Can I help you? Sorry, I was just going. What are you doing? Uh, Cowboys hire Mike Zimmer as their defensive coordinator. Oh, that's interesting because Rex Ryan had been interviewed more than once for that position. Well, he ain't getting the job. <laughs> I thought he. Uh, I thought he had a foot in the door. Oh. I mean, he went two feet first into that job opportunity. I could not get it. Yep. Now's a great time to have our fleet feet rundown. <laughs> Rex Ryan loves a fleet foot, and so will you when you shop at Fleet Feet. Here in Greenville, locally owned and operated by ECU alum Chris Lunyon, Fleet Feet provides solutions through one-on-one service to runners, walkers, and everyone in between. They got the one-on-one service. They got the 3D foot scanner. Go see them. 207 East Arlington Boulevard in Greenville at the old, uh, in the old Gordon's Golf location. Fleet Feet, they run for you. And, Sean, always something uh, going on fun, including yeah, Mondays. Absolutely. On Monday, they have the Emporium Pub Run starting at 615. Hopefully, you were able to get out uh, this past Saturday to the coffee run that starts at 730 a.m. at Fleet Feet. And if you missed it, you can go this Saturday as well, starting at 730 for the coffee run. And then St. Patty's Day Pub Crawl is coming up. You can uh, go to their website, uh, fleetfeet.com, to learn more that's coming up march 13th march 16th is coop strong four miler april 20th the first step 5k ruck and one mile fun run all that coming up in on fleet feats uh rundown jamie uh great question i love when we've got people here let's utilize their talents and alex has turned into quite a video producer we appreciate what he does each and every day but he's also uh, a member of the football team and the long snapper for the Pirates. Jamie says, can Alex run us through that fumbled punt last night? Who missed doing whatever they should have been doing? Whose fault was that that the ball hit off a 49er that Ray Ray McLeod tried to pick up but could not, and uh, that became Chiefs ball? That was a game-changing, a Super Bowl-changing play. So in the moment, I actually thought that was a poor decision by the returner because I didn't actually see the ball hit off uh, the 49ers player's foot. Who Whose foot did it hit off of? I can't remember. I can't either, but I didn't see that, so I thought that was a stupid decision. Um, but That was actually a very heads-up play by McLeod to even like see it that quickly. It was just unfortunate that he couldn't come up with it. But to answer your question, that is 100% on whatever the guy's name is that it hit his foot. That is completely on him. If that ball's not being caught – it is the returner's responsibility to let everybody know, right? And then you need to immediately get out of the Usually way. Usually, the keywords like poison or something Peter, like that, Peter, whatever, yeah. and immediately get to the sideline. And he was busy 
interacting with another Chiefs player or something. So that's yeah, that's on him. And so it, it's on the return man to make the call. Assuming he made the call and did his responsibility, then it's on that guy to just get the H out of the to way, to get out of the way as quick as possible. And then I just wish in that situation, especially as someone who put money on the on the Niners, is that Ray Ray and McLeod just kind of jump on the football instead of trying to scoop it up and run with it yeah. and be and, and just keep it on the safe side. But that's not what he did, and it cost them. Did the long snapper recover? Because that would have been cool. No. No. All right. Uh, Chandler and Alex, I see you guys have cooked up a rundown for us today, brought to you by Fleet Feet. And I'm gl- I love topic number one, uh, the Super Bowl menu. Is this food? Yeah, what was okay. on everybody's menu? I'm so glad this is brought up because I want to give a shout out to our old friend Ronnie Woodward. Okay. Who brought to the Super Bowl party last night twice baked potatoes, which is awesome to have. Solid. But it's got shrimp in them. Hmm? And put it over the top, man. I kept going back for more. They were bite-sized. It's got one shrimp like for each one, basically. And it's just your twice-baked potato with shrimp. And it was uh, magnifico, man. Hmm. Shout out Ronnie Woodward. What was the hit at y'all's uh, Super Bowl spread? So I went over to Jenny and JoJo's last night, and they had ribs uh jojo cooked up some delicious barbecue wings um they had coleslaw that was made by jenny's brother john uh green beans that were kind of soaked in vinegar and had onions in it and and it was really good um had some chips and dip of course um and that's about it and oh jenny made brunswick stew which i've had before it's really good didn't have a chance to have it last night wow that's like an old southern uh super bowl party right now. yeah it, it was delicious everything was great and um had a great time really good good alex uh did you eat anything good last night we just made tacos hmm. at our super house. bowl tacos soft shell don't hate it zach uh, do you have anything good uh we just ordered pizza hut that's simple. All right, making it great. Shirley, anything good you eat during the Super Bowl? Um, I actually um, did the rare occasion where I did not actually go to someone else's house to watch the game. I actually stayed home. And so I made some um, uh, creamy garlic al- Alfredo um, pasta. Yeah. Like a pasta with a yeah. creamy garlic Alfredo sauce. Yeah. And then I had a side of... Um, some uh some chips with uh, what is the, what are they called the hint of lime uh they're tostito chips but or tortilla chips that have like a hint of a lime flavor in it and a little salsa and that's pretty much it that's all i had you did like an international evening with the uh, italian and mexican flavors oh we also had deviled eggs and joey was there yesterday um and uh ate his first deviled egg and then ate his first bite of banana pudding that was uh, made by Jenny, and he loved both. Also went to the Buck yesterday before before I went to Jenny and Joe's, and they had a lot of the regulars there that they brought a dish. Somebody brought spaghetti egg rolls. Come to the like, And it was they how does were really that work? Good. So it's an egg roll. It's got spaghetti and, and like meat sauce. And, yeah. Okay. And it's wrapped in like a bread, and it's really good. Interesting. Chad had a steak and baked potato with a nice salad. That's nice. Saturday night. So Saturday, I was thinking I want something cheap but good. And I was like, I had a tuna melt in a while. 
so i started looking up some tuna mail what should i put in it and then i was like well maybe i should just make a tuna salad and throw some swiss on a bread and mayo and have a tuna. and and then i started thinking about what i get when i go to a sub shop and get a tuna and what they put in it but then i was like there's a chain sub store that that has a a sandwich that i actually like that that i can soup up and make even better and it was a uh i found some chicken at the grosh i had i got some provolone i got some onions and some nice bread and i was like how do i top this off what kind of sweet onion sauce can i got so can i get so i got the newman's own sweet vidalia onion dressing Mm -hmm. and i did a chicken sweet onion chicken teriyaki sub homemade and it was dynamite so just something out there for you young folks to maybe think about i was very excited about it just think about it It, because sometimes you think of what you want to eat and you're like can i make this taste as good as i'm thinking as i'm thinking about it and i never do but i did the other night and i was so hyped for it i was so excited doesn't that feel so good oh my god it felt great felt good felt like i accomplished something all right let's get a canes update for that we go to a harp yes sir uh just coming out of the all-star break um wait we've, did we miss the all-star game yeah but nobody oh, watches the all-star game <laughs> huh okay i hate i missed it hurricanes only had one player in the all-star break that being sebastian, sebastian. that reminds me we need to get wade minter on the show or yeah. Mike Maniscalco. Mike Maniscalco! Wade Minter is a great PA announcer. He's he the man. A, he does a phenomenal job. We haven't had him on since you've been here. Well, we're he's getting... been on the show before? Oh, yeah. Dude, he's a reg. He's a reg, bro. He's a... What? He's not just a friend of the program. He's a best friend of the program. I'm going to get him on just for you so you can ask him some Please questions. Please do. All right. Please do. He's responded to me on TikTok before. <laughs> <laughs> I commented on one of his posts that he responded I've never to seen me. Alex act like this. We he's finally so, found starstruck. somebody Dude. he's excited about. What's the question you'd ask him right now if he was on the phone? I don't even know. <laughs> You'll have time to know. prepare. It's yeah, okay, good. good. All right. Yeah, but the Carolina Hurricanes got off to a rough start in the beginning. They started 3-5 and five at one point and was at a low of 7th in the division in the Metropolitan Division out of eight teams. But since then, they have slowly climbed their way back. They are currently sitting at second in the Metro. Can't quite catch the New York Rangers. We are four points behind them, even though they have a game on us. We've also kind of struggled to stay healthy. We've had some illnesses, injuries. Andre Svechnikov missed a somewhat large of a stretch there. But we've kind of got everybody in and healthy now. Since Christmas, we have played absolutely phenomenal. I think we only have like three regulation losses, which is great news. Um, Coming into the season, uh, one of the main talking points was not having a legitimate goaltender because that kind of screwed us in the playoffs um, when we got to the Eastern Conference Finals against Florida, where we were unfortunately swept. Pewtor. Kochetkov, of course, the Russian future has uh, somewhat emerged as goaltender number one for us. He's played absolutely phenomenal. We actually got a shutout in overtime against the New Jersey Devils on Whalers night, wearing some sick Whalers throwbacks. Um, 
and got the one nothing win. Hurricanes are playing great, especially coming out of the All-Star break. And it appears, knock on wood, that the Hurricanes are once again legitimate Stanley Cup contenders. So we'll be keeping an eye on that as the season rolls on and especially heading into the playoffs in April, I believe. So Wednesday nights we have sports tribute AJ's. I think about some of my favorite nights throughout the year. Uh, Wednesday's not a huge sports night. Like We don't get any NCAA tournament. We do get a first four game so that's always a fun night uh we get your you know nba playoffs your maction things like that but hurricane playoff hockey wednesday night during sports trivia because there's so there's, many hurricanes fans that's an electric up. night there's uh, nothing better than playoff hockey you said it. Very you things. said it brother and there's also a table that sits at uh, aj's and there are actually some hockey players that play around here big hurricanes guys but they're there all year they're there every Wednesday watching in, hockey. In fact, we got a kind of a preview of Hurricanes playoff hockey when I believe they were playing the Bruins maybe earlier in the year on a Wednesday. Correct. Were you there, Zach? And there was a lot of people there watching. Uh, a lot of fun uh, keeping up with the Hurricanes uh, on Wednesdays at AJ McMurphy's. Good it's stuff. A great time. All right, looking forward to uh, the, the stretch run here after basketball and everything. Really diving in to uh, Canes hockey. I kind of jump on the bandwagon there. Tyler's spread was buffalo chicken dip, cheese dip, jalapeno poppers, pizza wings, nuggies, ham, and cheese sammies. Pizza wings? I think he just missed a comma in there. Yeah, he did. Probably. Could you imagine a pizza wing? Huh. I can't even venture a guess at what that would be. Let's uh, take a time out. We'll come back. Hour 3, Pirate Radio Live. Cliff Goblin, we're talking Pirate Baseball. Here on Pirate Radio Live, season begins on Friday, and we are back with you after this. listening to hour three of pirate radio live this hour of prl is brought to you by bud light reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly bud light the official beer of the ecu pirates and proudly distributed by carolina eagle distributing since 1989 now back to the show Welcome back. Uh, Carolina Caliber has the area's largest selection for outdoor shooting sports and accessories and is one of the top firearm dealers anywhere. They have everything you need for hunting, home defense, and personal protection, including a wide variety for ladies and youth. They will buy, sell, and trade. Carolina Caliber, locally owned and operated since 1960 on Fire Tower Road in Winterville and online at carolinacalibercompany.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, it is game week for Pirate Baseball ECU getting underway their 2024 baseball season Friday. Four o'clock, Ryder will be in town for a three-game series. Friday at four, Saturday at two, and Sunday at one o'clock. And here to preview the season is the head baseball coach of the Pirates, Cliff Godwin, joining us in the Pirate Radio studios. Coach, appreciate your time here on Game Week. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Cliff. What's the uh, the the feelings like for you? You put in all this work with the team this off season, and now they get to go out on the field and uh, display everything that they've learned, everything they've done their entire lives on the baseball field. Is it a excitement, nervousness? How do you describe kind of opening week for you? I think every year is a little bit different. Uh, I've told our players that we've been able to get outside so much uh, in this preseason. 
we have everything in we've repped it out we've competed at a high level i mean this past weekend the scrimmages were all one run games all three scrimmages and super competitive i don't know if i've ever been at a place where it was so competitive the guys were into it uh we wore game uniforms this weekend to kind of get them in that feel and that helps but um our guys are ready obviously we got some practice to get in this week just to refresh uh, some things and do some pickoffs and bunt D's and stuff. And we'll actually scrimmage for three innings tomorrow to just get some relievers back on the mound and um, get some some guys some more live at bats. But really, uh, the hay's kind of in the barn, and uh, we're just going to rep out some things and get ready for Friday. Yeah, I, I was able to get to one of the scrimmages last Sunday. And uh, one thing I noticed, Coach, is the, the execution of your team before every half inning uh, – or I guess every half inning, you're you're bunting a guy over, first guy, and I think every bunt got down. I know you had to be proud of that, but just uh, it seemed very crisp out there. There was some balls that got kicked around here or there, but I think for the most part, everything looked very fluid for you guys. Do you feel that way? Yeah, I do, um, and I, I've said this a lot. I mean, we're as deep as we've ever been positionally, so when you split teams up, it's not like – man, you can even put what you would feel like would be the starting nine on one side and that other team's still very good. So um, our guys, have, like I said, have done a really good job and they're prepared and they're ready to go. And uh, we just need to get these uh, these practices in and lift weights a couple more times and be ready to rock and roll on Friday. Yeah, and you, you mentioned some of the things you want to do this week and, and leading up to the game. It, it, it seems like it will be impossible to put your team in every single situation before they see it in the game, but you try to do that, right? So I how much are you able – how many times are you in a game and think, man, we did not prepare for this moment? It can't be a lot, right? No. Um, I can probably count those times on my hands right. uh, as being the head coach. I know before the pitch-out rule was changed, uh, Chris Hull will probably uh, kill me for saying this, but in 17, we tried to intentionally walk out a guy, walk a guy at Ole Miss, and he threw the ball to the backstop with a guy at third base. And uh, I looked at Dan Rosell and I go – that's on us, man. Like, we haven't, like, repped it out. And so um, I know that seems pretty simple that right. you should be able to do that, but we hadn't repped it out, so that's on us. And, uh, you know, th- those were one of the learning a lessons you have, expensive learning lessons when you lose a game because of it. But, no, our guys, we, we – ch- we really try to put them in really, really tense, pressure-packed situations, especially in inter-squads, and that was one thing we've done past two weekends is put some younger guys in situations to have to close out the game. And, uh, for instance, Jackson Lorenzo has really done a good job in the spring preseason where in the fall – he looked like a freshman. It was, you know, uh, the body language, the – if it didn't go well, um, you know, you could just see that it was weighing on him. Now he looks like an older guy. So that's just a positive thing for us to, to create more depth in that bullpen. I want to run down uh, some of the personnel, but if folks have a question for Cliff, you can get in on Facebook, uh, YouTube, or X. And uh, i got a few questions coming in here. And uh, Sarah says, I see a lot of teams playing alumni games uh, this past weekend. Is that something you could see down the road? How about an alumni games, Coach? Well, hey, Betty Burleson has been kind of on me that she's like the ringleader of like the Matt Bridges, Sam Lanier, uh, Cam Cole yeah. or group. Uh, and it's such a you know, you only have three weekends that you can scrimmage in reality going in. So 
it's not like a long spring training that you have right. in major league baseball i'm not saying that it will never happen i think i would rather do alumni game in the fall than in right. the spring so but that'd it's be a, a great of, event too to, yeah. get, to get people out to the park so. but it's a lot more work than people think and you got camps you got to do you got official visit weekend you got to do so it's a lot but uh, i'm not saying i'm just gonna put betty burleson in charge of it and <laughs> let her uh figure out when we can do it how uh how has it changed coach since you played to now with the time you get with the players do you get less time now or is it pretty similar to when you played what do you remember about it it's not quite as much time i mean the the rules of compliance have changed a whole lot and um i would say our guys spend a lot of time up at our facility and doing stuff optionally whether it be lifting but our guys are pretty self-motivated to understand that look individually we're trying to um be the best version of ourselves, but for a lot of guys they want to play professional baseball but also as a collective unit we're trying to win a national championship so you have to do stuff that's extra you can't just show up during practice and think that's going to be enough and just talking to your players i say this to you all the time uh danny jake wyatt jacob uh who am i forgetting parker uh ryan just uh great guys that you bring in here to the program uh they have not said anything to embarrass you or the program and uh i, I try not to steer them that way anyway thanks, coach Clip. but thanks, uh <laughs> thanks Clip. i appreciate it no. they uh they're great representation uh, of the the team and and they talk about how much work they get in on their own individual work and uh, i i know the results hadn't been on the field yet you haven't played a game yet but you're you got to already be proud of these guys right i continue to say this and i hope our guys don't get comfortable but their uh discipline to showing up in the preseason and preparing and the attention to detail and after a scrimmage one day carter cunningham looking at the group and going hey the the tuesday wednesday practices are important because today we're messing up on defenses and pickoffs and look that's gonna cost us and that could be depend that could be the difference in us hosting a regional or not hosting a regional or not hosting a super regional and when you have leadership like that and guys are speaking up in front of the team it carries a lot more weight so i've been super proud of this group some of this uh, stood out from that sunday scrimmage uh you had your uh your young catcher walker in uh what's the last name I'm Baron. Sorry. Walker yeah walker Baron. Baron. yeah uh runners first and second bunt goes down he makes the play to third runner is safe and uh that that allowed jeff palumbo to do some in-game coaching there and say walker most guys you're going to get there um know your runners know the situation and and those little learning experiences for for young guys like that will really pay dividends when you're in a game situation but i thought that was pretty cool you guys are playing it as close to a real game as you can but also those teaching moments are, are always out there for the guys well, it was Riley Johnson running. It was uh, Riley got a great read. He's one of the best base runners, stealers in the country. Um, and it's bang, bang, but he's safe. And we always talk about staying out of the big inning. Well, that's how you allow the big inning because you don't get out. They're giving you an out, and we don't get an out. And this is our philosophy on defense. We always want to eliminate the free 90s and play safe where offensively we're always trying to push the envelope. Now, not run into outs, but we're aggressive, and if we're going to make a mistake, it's going to be an aggressive mistake. But, yeah, that was a great teaching moment for Walker for sure. And uh, we've seen on the flip side, offensively, like you talk about, that's how East Carolina creates those big innings. Y'all are a big inning team last year. Kind of go a few without a run and then hit five or seven in a run. And I know you want it more consistent, but uh, you guys had a lot of big innings last year. 
to the point of where you felt like offensively we were stagnant for six innings and you know you think about the north carolina games those two games yeah. and north carolina really outplayed us for i think all but two innings so we played 18 innings i think they were better than us for 16 out of the 18 <laughs> innings but we just put up a crooked number and, yep. and won those two games so i think this year this group offensively we got a chance to be super dynamic. We got guys that can run. We got guys that can hit the ball in the gap and out of the yard. Uh, we got skill guys who can steal bases that bunt. I think we got a chance to put pressure on the opposing team, one through nine, at a very high level. How has uh, Henry Larty helped with that, Coach? What has he brought to the program? Henry's just bought, brought really a lot of knowledge about hitting specifically. Of course, Pack is you know working in the cages with our guys as well. But Henry just has a great way about himself. He's super approachable. Uh, I know he said on the radio that he learned from one of his mentors that you know to be a great coach you have to be accessible, and he's super accessible to our guys. He could be in the cages at any hour of the day, uh, which I appreciate. And he's super invested into our guys, and they communicate a whole lot about um, you know what they're feeling, what they're seeing, all those good things. But he's been a tremendous asset to our program. And you mentioned Pack as well, him uh, being just a fantastic hitter here at East Carolina and uh, can still relate to the guys at his age. But what is, uh, what's Brian Packard brought as a coach for this team so far? Well, of course, he brings comedy. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely brought uh, you know the sense of humor to the uh, to the office and uh, in a good way. Um, but I've said this a lot. I mean, he knew as a player uh, when to joke, when to lock in, and we always talk with our players: uh, have personality, don't be a clown because clowns are distracting. I was going to bring up the word <laughs> clown. I knew you were going to say clown. Well. And I've always used that because you see a clown, man, like you're, you're distracted. You're, you're watching the clown. So, but if you have personality, then people are engaged, but then they can dial back in. But he, uh, and then he's brought like a guy that was played at the highest level here at East Carolina, all American team USA, um, player of the year in the conference, played professional baseball, uh, played here. So he gets me. Um, he knows, um, you know, if I'm getting on a guy that's not personal, it's because I love him and I expect more out of him. And he just helps out with a lot of stuff behind the scenes and his personality is great. Uh, speaking of personalities, coach, I, I've asked the guys, you know, how much I asked them about that Palumbo experience that we saw at the scrimmage. I said, if there's no crowd in the stands, is that handled any different? Are there more four letter words or things like that? They said, no, nah, not really. I mean, that's you guys kind of certainly treat them with respect. Have, have you yourself maybe tampered down on that over the years? Are you are you still the same coach you were when you first got here? I'm, years not, ago? I'm not the same coach that I was when I got here. Kids aren't the same either. So, I mean, True. I've had to learn how to navigate that more but um I, i've learned to take the emotion out of it um and just talk to them like well this is a standard and we didn't meet the standard whatever the standard may be in that situation but yeah. um i don't ever i've never been like this as a coach and i think it's a, it's a good way to handle things but during the game nobody's trying to strike out nobody's trying to make an error nobody's trying to give up the home run so it's never been me yelling at them because that happens now if we weren't mentally in a good headspace or we weren't you know preparing at the level that we needed to that's when i would at times lose my temper i guess you could say but now um and our assistant coaches are so great that they sometimes say the stuff before i even get it out of my mouth which i like <laughs> because 
I'm always seen as the CEO, the guy that makes the final decision. So if it comes from the assistants more at times, it's more receptive by the players. Yeah, and even your guys have said, hey, look, you'll see it. If Cliff gets mad during a game, it's not at us. It's uh, it's usually at the, 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 umpire. the umpires. <laughs> Which, by the way, uh, I, I said the line too you said high. The line, yeah. But over, what did I say? Three, two, you two said and a half. Two, two and a half, and you picked the over. Yeah, we're going over two and a half ejections for Cliff Godwin this year. <laughs> He's taking the under. You said you won't get thrown out more than one game. Last year, it's kind of unfair. You had to look out for one of your players, but you got ejected after a game, which shouldn't yeah, even that, be a thing. That was uh, <laughs> that was actually impressive because I was I got thrown out by the umpire that I wasn't even talking to, which that was a first. So um, that was looking back on it very comical, but it just amazes me at times. Uh, just you know. I feel like you can let stuff go as umpire. Like, game's over. Right. I know Moylan drew a line, but, hey, he's walking the other way. You should be walking the other, the opposite direction. Like, we shouldn't have our antennas up. Like, it's a one-run game. Time runs at second base. It's a three – well, it was a 3-2 count, and he rang him up. I didn't know if it was a strike or not. And to this day, I didn't even go back and look. I don't know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Right. Game's um, over. Game's over. So, um, but, yeah, that was uh, very interesting because, obviously, I was suspended for game so i don't want to be in that situation again and again it's only the the just what two last year it doesn't really ever happen at all but when you have those moments you guys have an umpires meeting before every game you guys talk and everything are those moments ever brought up or do you just kind of forget about them move on like how does that work yeah i would say uh they're they're probably not the most receptive at that home plate meeting if i had something to say so i normally just keep my mouth shut talk about the ground rules and (laughs) hey how you guys doing the weather's nice outside smile and run back to the dugout hey cliff does talk about the weather when uh when (laughs) hey just when it's nice outside hey the weather looks great for this weekend so you can talk about that clip good deal good deal looking forward to some great crowds and uh gotta be cool for you guys to to see fans at the scrimmages and things like that they're putting the atmosphere out there for you guys clip i can tell you that this has been the most fans that we've ever had in preseason scrimmages uh saturday i of course i don't have like a counter but there's probably over 300 people out there at the scrimmage this past saturday and then even sunday we were going a little bit earlier because of the rain i would say there was over 100 there at 11 a.m and um you just see them scatter starts drizzling they're going all underneath the overhang but it's been really impressive to see the the support that our fans have had even before the real games have started awesome stuff uh question from jamie guys says cliff is a coach's son what is the most important baseball related lesson uh your dad taught you and uh also life lesson that he taught you how about that um my dad was a high school basketball coach but he played baseball at unc pembroke so super knowledgeable and and coached baseball for a little bit before i was born um i don't know if he gave me one baseball specific lesson a lot of life lessons some expensive learning experiences some inexpensive but um, my parents my grandparents it was if you work hard it will guarantee success it just won't guarantee success tomorrow and don't make excuses just figure out a way how you can work a little bit harder and over the long haul you'll be successful and the reason i'm sitting in the head coaching chair at one of the best baseball programs in the country is because of those lessons i I thought it was really cool and relatable when you talked about when you were in school and you were academic all all american right and uh you said 
i didn't enjoy it i didn't really like it but i wanted to make my parents proud and uh sorry mom and dad wish i would have done a little bit better but could certainly relate to that that sometimes you do things you won't don't want to do uh to make folks proud and uh i, I thought that was a pretty cool line well i first team meeting of the fall i asked hey, in the team meeting how many guys love school and you can imagine how many hands go up clip i don't think there's been a hand raised yet yeah. and i just look at him and say that's fine uh, i hated school too and i was a two-time academic all-american and that's not for me to sit but you have to learn how to do things in life that you don't love to do right because even in my job i know your job there's things that we have to do on a daily basis that's not the fun most fun part i know you probably like this part of your job at a very high level very much but so. to get to this part you have to do other stuff and um it's the same thing with any job any profession and i think that really <laughs> prepares you for life reminds me of another statement that ryan mccrystal made when we talked to him recently about being a catcher embrace the suck <laughs> embrace the bruises embrace the uh the pains that you go through and uh and we'll i'll tell you what we'll take a break and we'll come back and we'll talk about some of the personnel want to uh, go around the diamond with you coach and talk about your pitchers as well when we return pirate radio live you got a question for coach Godwin? you can get it in on facebook and youtube ryan has a farmer in the dell question that we'll get to oh, when we wow. return on pirate radio live with cliff Godwin. after this You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Orthopedics East and Sports Medicine has been caring for Pirate Nation and the student-athletes at East Carolina University for more than 35 years and are the official team physicians for ECU. Orthopedics East provides a variety of general and specialized operative and non-operative orthopedic services to meet the needs of the patients of Eastern North Carolina. For more information, call 757-2663 or visit orthoeast.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, thank you, Shirley Rhodes. Got Alex Harper, got intern Zach, got Sean around here somewhere. And got the head baseball coach of the Pirates, Cliff Godwin, joining us, talking uh, briefly about the Super Bowl during the break. Uh, the greatness of Patrick Mahomes uh, shows up again there, Coach, in overtime. Chiefs win again. Uh, what would you think of the Super Bowl? And and you're in the Usher era, so what do you think of the halftime show? Um, I'll go halftime show to start with. I thought Usher was better at the end. I thought Ludacris coming in, I was kind of fired up by that. I always get excited about who the surprise <laughs> guests are. Um um, God, what uh, was that, Little John? Yeah. Yeah, you know, um, obviously all that stuff's kind of my era or closer to my era, I guess, clip. So, um, and I, I love Usher. So, um, thought that was solid, not like the best one ever by any means. I'd probably give it a seven clip out of 10. Okay. Yeah. Fair score. Um, football, man, what a different Super Bowl. I mean, I think I put down. Uh, Coach Palumbo had uh, all the staff over and had a sheet to fill out, and he had the total points that you thought was going to be scored. I think I put 50 down, and uh, Easton Daly's girlfriend put down 31. I was like, there's no way. <laughs> and then I'm like, Jillian, I'm sorry. I got bad <laughs> advice. Um, but it just goes to show you, man, and when you get in those championship games, obviously the 
missed an extra point. Guy hadn't missed an extra point all season. And not to blame the game on him by any means, but those little things are just the difference makers. Um, and obviously there's a lot of plays that happened that were could have gone either way. And um, it was a great game. I mean, it was. I would say it's the best Super Bowl I've ever watched from start to finish. Yeah, fantastic game. Chiefs win again, and that uh, brings the NFL season to an end. Time for some baseball and some more Pirate Hoops. Good to see them get a win. Kim McNeil's team coach uh, going through injuries. They are now one game out of first place. So awesome. Got yeah. a little something to, uh, to root for here at the end of the basketball season as we get to Pirate Baseball beginning on Friday. Um, I will let's, let's talk about some of the uh, the personnel. Let's, let's start behind the plate. I know how important that position is to you personally. Just look at the coaching staff. You see how important it is uh, for for catchers and and how they make great coaches. But uh, Justin Wilcoxon, I was thinking about uh, from basketball terms. R.J. Felton, we use the term warrior for him because he plays forty minutes. He goes hard every game. That's uh, I think the baseball equivalent to Wilcoxon and what he did for this team last year. Just being out there all the time. His performance was great. His Hitting, but uh what he does with the pitchers now you've got some depth there with mccrystal getting healthy and also uh some young players behind there so when you look at justin wilcoxon do you want to see him maybe out of the lineup more or do you need him with his bat and his leadership and everything well i i can't see him missing a lot of days out of the lineup totally um unless he comes into his mentality that he's tired now we would like to not have to catch him every game which ryan's done a really good job defensively and um has turned that into a strength of his game which when he came to east carolina that was not a strength of his game it was his bat um so ryan has done a really good job to continue to work with coach lartigue and and, and it's a little bit harder for Ryan because, I mean, being a big guy, I, I tell people, like, it's harder to catch when you're six foot two than it is when you're five foot nine or ten, like Walker Barron. And that's not a knock. It's just you got more knees and elbows in the way and to block baseballs and all that good stuff. So, but Walker has really played well and he's swung the bat great and he's uh, caught good. So, We've said this, but, I mean, it has a chance to be the deepest catching position probably I've ever been a part of anywhere I've coached just because the guys are, are really talented and we're hopefully we can – you know, manage that position a lot better than we were able to do last year where J-Dub's not gassed at the end of the season. Another spot, and, and I, I want to ask you about the DH, but another spot, first base, where you've got Cunningham and Clonch and working in some new faces, um, is filling out your DH game to game one of the toughest things you have to do? Because you got a ton of options there. But. Um, I think just putting the lineup down on paper and just having to play nine guys is going to be hard this year. Yeah. And I've spent most of my day today just meeting with guys and talking about, you know, if we play tomorrow, kind of what their role would be. And, man, we, we've got a lot of good players. And uh, I know nobody's going to feel sorry for us that we have a lot of good players, but to keep those guys ready to go, to come off the bench. Um, Cam Clonch has played as good as he could play for three weeks. I met with him today. Uh, Carter Cunningham's going to start for us on Friday night at first base, but Clonch is going to play, um, you know, in some capacity. He's just um, played great defense. He's put together tough at bats. Uh, Chaz Myers can, can go over there as well. Chaz can also um, play some second base if we need to spell Starling at any point in time. Um, and then Chaz will most likely be our DH uh, on Friday night um, because he's really swung the bat well, and it gives us, you know, another right-hander in the lineup. Yeah, and then we'll move on to second base. Jacob Starling uh, 
has always had the flair for the dramatic on the field. And this offseason, Coach, and maybe he's always been this way, but talking to him at media day, I know he spoke at the banquet. Uh, I, guess, I just, guess I just haven't heard him talk that much. Uh, but is that part of him maturing and growing, you think, as a, a player and a person? Him and J-Dub's speech, I was sitting over there and probably for the first time I was like a little emotional because I'm thinking about their career as they're talking and I'm like, man, if I'd had to bet money that these guys were going to be able to stand up in front of 600 plus people and articulate a story and like captivate the crowd. I mean, it was amazing. So yes, uh, Star and J-Dub's maturity mentally and just confidence-wise has grown so much. But Star, the thing I've been so happy with him about is he just shows up and works and goes to practice and his balls to the wall every day to the point there's been days, which I haven't told him this, he'll laugh if he hears this, but almost to like, a, hey, man, I need you to pull it back a little bit, kind wow. of like a Burleson deal where, hey, Burley, you can't dive in the outfield because we need you to pitch too. So you do not <laughs> dive in practice. Um, but Star has, you know, just worked his tail off, and uh, he's going to have a big year for us. Uh, over to Short, Rick on Facebook says, I would like to hear Coach's thoughts on what Joey Barini has meant to the program. Uh, we went to the same high school, only 47 years apart. So there you go. 47 years <laughs> apart, a little age difference there, but – Joey Barini, in my opinion, and, and J-Dub falls in this category, but that's the epitome of East Carolina baseball. You come in, they're walk-ons, they work hard, they buy their time. Joey was a pinch hitter for two years. I've classified him as the best pinch hitter that I've ever coached. I mean, the times that he would come off the bench and just rocket a ball in the left field in the most crucial moments. I'm getting chills, but I can vividly, vividly remember the Carolina game at home that ended up being like a 13-12 game, and he just was a huge off the bench and then against Charlotte um, in the regional in 21 and we're down and he comes off the bench. I think it's the first pitch that he saw. It was like 93 and he rockets it in the left field for an RBI to really been thrown into the shortstop position last year and um, he knows this but he had to earn it and there were times where we felt like, God, man, we could you know, maybe upgrade that position and now you look at him this year and he's got more range, his arm's better, he's even more confident it and there's not a question who our starting shortstop is it's joey barini uh how about over at third a new third baseman amac gone dixon williams has had one of those off seasons where we've seen things like this happen in the past you play good in summer ball uh show up in fall i think we were talking about who's the mvp of the fall and and danny and some guys were naming names I believe you texted Danny and said Dixon Williams that was the MVP. Where well, why aren't you 20, talking? Yeah, he had twenty RBIs. I mean, everybody else had like five and six, and Dixon had twenty. It's like, hey man, just. Hey. I think Danny said everybody's talking about Dixon. I wanted to name another guy, <laughs> yeah. but can that carry over, Coach? Are you expecting all that to carry over into the season? He's had a great preseason. I actually just met with him um, before I came up here, and he's earned the starting third base position. Um, he's played great. Now, as I told him, and I told Jake Hunter. Um, that, hey, rents do every day. I tell our team yeah. that because we are deeper than we've ever been. Uh, Kobe Wallace has played good over there. Uh, Nate Crispin can play there. Nate Crispin can play shortstop. He can play second base. Um, he can steal bases. He can play outfield. So we have infield depth. We uh, have a lot of good players. And at any point in time, you could see a lot of different guys out there on the infield. Yeah, I think you said it at Media Day. We've gone over some names and starters, but but also those other those newcomers and back. Backups and you said you think you play 
more guys than just about anybody in the country, right? Like from, well, from game to game. And, I mean, look, everybody's different, but you want guys to be prepared if, you know, heaven forbid that you have an injury that the guy just steps in and not that he's going to be the same player, but you don't miss a beat. They're prepared for that. And um, I think we're as prepared for an injury if we have one that we've ever have been here because of our depth and the maturity of our guys are just showing up and going to work every day. So um, we're excited to, to to play somebody differently but i just want our guys to stay selfless which i think they will because this group has been super committed to one another which allows you to be selfless and just really play for the team instead of the uh, name on the back of your jersey we'll see uh, some new faces and familiar faces in the outfield a familiar one in right field of course with jacob jenkins coward and uh jc has said <clears throat> and and you you it's a you don't want to hear it but uh, i respect his maturity he said he kind of read some of his press clippings last year and uh and and might have got a little bit too big of a head also had an injury we wouldn't wish on our worst enemy right. and that was a huge factor he says he's healthy he says he's he's way more locked in uh this year coach so what about jc this will be a, a big year for him People don't realize it until they go through it, but everybody goes through a little bit of a struggle, and it wasn't like his year was awful. Right. As coaches and guys that were close to him, we could see he was a tick off, and I appreciate his maturity and, and really understanding that there was a little bit something off but this year he's been super dialed into the team he comes into my office and a lot of times he talks about the team it's nothing about himself and he knows what he needs to do individually to uh, be prepared mentally and physically each and every day he's put on more weight he's stronger he's just as fast uh He's got one of the best outfield arms in the country. Um, he, of course, is infectious with his energy. And of, now a swing is back to what I felt like it was his freshman year. And he's, you know, hitting home runs and um, putting together tough at-bats like he did his freshman year. How about over at center, Coach? I've heard a lot about Bristol Carter. Can't wait to see him. Is he the, the guy we're going to see there? Well, you know, three weeks ago um, – he would probably have been the guy, and he has not done anything wrong. Just Riley Johnson has yeah. played for three weeks, and he has uh, been unbelievable. I mean, I would say that he's had as good a preseason as any player that has ever come through East Carolina's program. He has swung the bat great. He's played great defense. He stole bases. He's been, a, I mean, really a terror on the bases for anybody that's on the opposing team, which has been split squad. So uh, he's going to start in center field on opening day if he's healthy. Now, the thing is, he could be unhealthy at any point in time, and that Riley knows that. Bristol is going to play a lot. And I met with him today, and I said, you haven't done anything wrong. You've done everything that you were supposed to do. We're just really good. And know that you're going to go in. You're one of our best defensive outfielders. we got a lead. You're going into the outfield somewhere. So, um, you know, you could see him in left field, which he's been working out some, um, you know, to go out there for defensive purposes at any point in time. And who uh, who's starting in left for you Friday? Um most likely Luke Nowak. Yeah. Um, so he's done a good job. He's gotten better out there um, in the outfield. And um, the thing is, Bristol is fast, but Bristol's got a hose too. So when you talk about 
the arm is the least important thing in the outfield, but if you can put yourself in a situation where you got good outfielders that have good arms, then that is a great thing. And, and the, like I said, that's not a knock against NOAC, but sometimes we have different gifts and talents that we have to utilize at a high level. And um, we want to get guys out there as much as possible because, like I said, we want guys to be prepared at the end of the season in case we do have an injury. And, uh, man, going through those names, a lot of speed, Coach. In fact, uh, Ryan McChrystal was so proud of himself because he was telling me about the, what is it, red, the, the speed uh, yeah. determination. Yeah, so tool. red's like you're slow. Yeah. And McChrystal, is he saying he's a gold now? He, uh, yeah, got into that gold category. Really? Did Coach Malay, I, that was according I, to him. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, Ryan likes to talk a whole lot. Okay. I love Ryan, and I'm going to have to fact check Coach okay. Columba. It might be like gold red. To say he's strictly gold is, in my opinion, a stretch. He was but, so proud of that, too. <laughs> I hope I don't crush his soul because he's definitely going to listen to this, I'm sure. So, uh, Having said all that, a lot of speed, and then that's uh, that's hell on defenses. Coach. Oh, yeah. So, I, I mean, know you're excited about you speed. You look at um, – I mean, Nowak is as good a base stealer as anybody in the country. Raleigh Johnson's right there. Bristol Carter's right there. Um, Dixon is – healthy now and he's been dealing with the little quad thing but he can still bases so i mean you got a lot of guys up and down the lineup that can really put pressure on that defense of course starling who i just forget about because i know that he's really good at all those things but and i think he was 19 for 20 last year or 18 for 19 so uh can you tell us who will be leading off we're gonna have to wait till friday for that have to wait i feel okay. like i've given more information out today i know i appreciate yeah. it so um <laughs> we'll see I've, on friday i've talked to a lot of players so i feel like i can give out a lot of this information appreciate that we'll uh, talk some pitching when we return with cliff godwin look at uh the weekend starters and uh, his guys in the bullpen as well east carolina and Ryder. Coming up on Friday at Clark LeClaire Stadium to begin the 2024 season. 4 o'clock Friday, 2 o'clock on Saturday, 1 o'clock on Sunday. More with CG when we return after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Quality Equipment is your full-service John Deere dealer with 36 locations to serve you. Quality Equipment is open in Winterville next to Sam's Club, or you can visit qualityequip.com to find the location near you. And the Buccaneer Music Hall is your beacon of music in the land of the Pirates in eastern North Carolina. They're open seven days a week with live music every night with the best lineup of bands on the weekends. And ladies, get in free. Sunday Fun Day is still rolling. You get free pizza all day with cornhole tournaments starting at 3 o'clock. You can check them out on Facebook and Instagram for the latest on the music lineups, and we'll see you at the buck now let's head back in to prl here's clip back with you pirate radio live clock is ticking so let's talk uh, some pitching with cliff godwin before we let him get out of here uh, appreciate you sitting down for the uh, the preview coach no always problem. enjoyed the kickoff of season good yep. stuff um and we've said so much about trey savage at this point is there anything that hadn't been said about him uh, you're 
you know what, what do you expect from the big righty just to be himself man it amazes me just his maturity level when it comes to going about his business at the highest level um when your teammates vote you the hardest working pitcher and you're the most talented pitcher on our pitching staff that tells you all you need to know and you can imagine how much that trickles down into the rest of the pitching staff and our players um so as ak said after his start on friday in front of the team trey pitched really good we don't need to talk about that anymore and trey is in just laughing i'm looking at trey he's laughing as ak says that so um he uh he's special man um so he will be starting on friday night if anybody was wondering i'm sure that was not uh a big uh question out there on social media because they figured that but how about uh saturday uh, zach root and it yep. said on media day that uh he felt a ton different from year one to year two talking to him uh at media day a couple weeks ago how about how he's grown coach in, in one year uh, the first thing that comes to mind, he's just been so much more involved with his teammates and his personalities come out. He's stronger. Of course, the physical part of pitching he's better at, but the mental side of pitching is uh, is a lot different as well. And he's special, and uh, we want him to be mentally prepared no matter who we're playing. You know, he did that uh, in really big games last year, whether it be closing out the North Carolina game uh, as a freshman or, you know, pitching against the best offense in the country at UVA in the regional championship game um, if he has that mindset which he has to this point and consistent then he has a chance to have a special year for us as well. Well and a guy that does have personality uh, did I hear Jake Hunter will be throwing on Sunday yep. the dancing man uh, how, how about Jake he's um, I know uh, really excited about what he's bringing to the table this year pitching wise. Jake the dancing man that makes me laugh of all the people I thought would be dancing in front of our dugout I'm not sure I picked him but uh, <laughs> I like it I I like our guys to have like i said personality yeah. but jake's worked hard um his off speed's a lot better uh he's throwing more strikes uh he's always had the good fastball but got teams would get to him just because he didn't have a lot of off speed to go with it and coach knight's worked with him and his split and his cutter slider is a lot better um, but it was extremely competitive um shink pitched unbelievable um we wanted shink to stay in the bullpen and we met with him ak and i and just said hey man it's not like you didn't earn the sunday spot we just need that depth in the bullpen especially early on and shink was great man about it and um i looked at him i said hey man if you're not like a trace i would want to pitch more anyway like you know you get more opportunities to pitch um and he was great. Jaden Winter was great. Um, and we, you know, started him and Chris Kaler on Sundays in the preseason. They both pitched really good. Um, it was a really tough decision, but I felt like Jake was the guy that um, we were going to run out there to start with. And um, Jake knows that he's got to keep working oh, and, and doing all those things because uh, we've got some depth. But it's a good problem to have that you've lined these guys up to be able to start but they're going to be in the bullpen to start with and obviously have midweek games and then as the season goes and ebbs and flows you you understand that there might be a different option that you have in a different starting role so um we're just happy that we've had got some versatility in that bullpen and man when it's such a valuable role especially in college baseball but always has been here at ecu guys eating innings when you think about like a Garrett Saylor and, and what Carter Spivey was able to do, be pitcher of the year as a bullpen guy, right? So um, how do you – what's your philosophy on the midweek games, Coach? Do you want a fourth starter to try to give you five or six, or do you go into those knowing, 
let's get two awesome innings from a bunch of different guys yeah well i think this team we, we probably could have a four starter um i think we're gonna play every game as a separate entity on that opening weekend and see what we have available but we're also open to just having uh, i mean i don't really like the term opener i'm more of like closing out innings i like the closer role of hey let's go close out the first inning um and matchups and all that good stuff so um we're not opposed i mean like sailor evolved last year into being that midweek starter and end up being in my opinion one of our best starting pitchers down the stretch i mean the way he pitched at the conference tournament against south florida and that start that he had and then you know starting against uva in the game that the first game we played him and pitched yeah. well um i think for five innings so we're not opposed to it but we're just going to take it one game at a time and kind of see how the season goes i loved uh talking to coach knight about the philosophy on a closer and 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 how it's different than the big leagues he said sometimes you need your best pitcher in when it's second and third in the sixth inning why would you not put in your guy to get out of that scenario and uh, that's the the philosophy right and that's why you'll see sometimes danny come in in the sixth sometimes in the ninth wide in the seventh you'll whatever the situation uh, arises you'll be ready for it no matter who the guy is what inning it is well, that's the, been the philosophy since I was hired here. I mean, even when we had Joe Engel back in fifteen, sixteen, it was you got to bring your guy in when the game can be won or lost. And and I think analytically, people don't that maybe don't. I don't want to say that I'm smarter than everybody else, but don't understand the game. But it affects your offense too, like the momentum. So if you blow the lead in the sixth inning or seventh inning, can you do what you would do offensively with the score being now we're down two runs instead of the game's tied or we're up a run? Um, and, and God forbid that you give up like a really big inning and now you're down five runs. Well, hey, you didn't bring your closer in. Well, he ain't pitching today because hey, there's no you, point to there's bring no, him in now. There's no point to bring him in now. So um, we're big believers, and, and it's really those crucial moments in the game where you feel like, man, this is going to be the make or break of this game the way this game's flowing so we need to make sure we put our guy in that gives us the best opportunity to minimize this jam that we're in that's a great and, and you guys look at, at charts and ad nauseum i'm sure but there is a big difference from what a chart says to what you're feeling in this moment right now and as a manager as a coach you've got to decide what's the best for the team in that uh that certain situation yep um i've always been under the philosophy which you guys know this but uh you can never take them out too early, but you can take them out too late. <laughs> that's for sure. And um, that's not a knock against who's on the mound. But right. um, if you've got somebody down there that's got good stuff and you feel like this other guy's tired, even though the matchups have been good to that point, it's normally, in my opinion, a little bit better to bring somebody else in because they hadn't seen him before. You mentioned uh, Kaler, who is a veteran. I uh, hadn't talked about Norby. Will we see a, a Norby on the mound for the Pirates this you year? You will see a Norby on the mound. When? I, I don't I don't have the crystal ball um, um, you'll see a Norby. You'll see a Eric Ritchie. Um, Corey Costello's been coming along. Um, I think he's continued to grow confident, confidence-wise, and he's got really good stuff. I mean, D'Lo has looked like, hey, man, he's a possible guy that, hey, you got a three-run lead that he could go out there and close out that ninth inning. Um, he's acting differently, more confidently. Uh, Drew Bryan has had a little bit of a, uh, intercostal um, muscle strain, but he's supposed to get off the mound tomorrow. Uh, he's feeling better, so he's another option out of the bullpen. So uh, we feel like right now we're we're deep in the bullpen, and, and we've got a lot of good options. And uh, finally, Coach, have not mentioned Parker Bird, and, 
and what a great story what a great inspiration when he starts hitting liners in the right field the story changes like it's uh he is getting it done getting some ab's he told us last week just how awesome it was to be up there and get a quab uh, the quality of bat and uh well we see parker in the in the box at some point this year Parker Bird will get in a bat this year. I wish I could tell all Pirate Nation, hey, it's going to happen this game. Right. Hey, this date, this time, this inning. I can't tell you that. So I guess everybody just needs to come to Clark LeClaire every single game. And you're going to see Parker Bird at some point in time. <laughs> and uh, folks will go to Clark McClare every single game because they are fired up about this team this season. And uh, coach, another way uh, that folks can get involved and help out the team is the 23 Club. We had uh, your old teammate Mike Harrington, who I knew back in the day. He could tell you how bad of a ball player I was <laughs> if you really want to hear that, coach. Uh, but Mike and uh, some other guys have started the 23 Club NIL opportunities for players on this baseball team. Guys, I, I believe that you'll say have. Have earned it right uh, so tell us about the 23 club yes yeah, so it really kind of came about um there was a lot of conversations going on between um you know mike harrington and the team boneyard people and then i was actually on the other side talking to some mentors like mike a man do we need to start our own collective and team boneyard has been super gracious to us that we're still underneath their umbrella but we have our own website and that's really where mike uh, Harrington came in and Hank Hinton helped us out with that of just developing this website so that um, when we're sending it to just a baseball alums like that you're sending the link to the website um, to them and you can do monthly donations you can do a one-time thing but the way that you know we want to do it within our program is the guys that have been in our program um, we're able to help them we don't have everyone on scholarship and we only have 11.7 scholarships to spread out over 32 players which we have 40 players on our team so you have guys like joey barini who's never received athletic aid from east carolina Mm -hmm. um he has been able to get a little bit of nil stuff this year which has been awesome he deserves everything but if we could get to a point which this is really shooting for the stars but where everybody just didn't have to pay anything to come to school at east carolina then man we're talking our guys are not getting rich they're not going to drive range rovers because of nil but if we could help you know, just knock down the cost of school for their families. Like a, a guy like Jacob Starling, his mom was working two jobs up until this year just to allow him to come to East Carolina on a partial scholarship out of state. And and now I think she's only got to work one job. So that's been a really cool story. I, feel, I mean, it's kind of what the NIL was designed to do in a perfect world almost instead of... The, that's what it was designed to do. Exactly. But now it's pay for play and cheat right. and, uh, you know pay players recruit them which you're not supposed to do but nobody can uh really police it the ncaa just says uh we're gonna keep our hands off and i know that some schools have gotten in trouble recently tennessee and stuff i'm just interested to see what their penalties are gonna right. be <laughs> uh there's a topic for uh the off season coach that's right get you back hey, in there yeah I, i'm not gonna worry about nil a whole lot during the season <laughs> uh one final question from tyler he says cliff have you watched chandler and clip play basketball I have not. I didn't even know that was a thing. Well, let me show you just uh, one highlight of it real quick. And, yes, I did pull this highlight for a reason. We played one-on-one last week, Coach. Here's Chandler going to the basket. No good. And then describe what you're about to see right here, Coach. I'm, I'm taking it well, out. first off, I like the hat backwards. You really look Well, how like, much do you like that? Oh, my God. I how mean, much that, do you that, like that's, that? 
I mean, first off, Chandler's got no respect for him. I mean, just he's got 10 feet between you and him. And, I mean, you look like a pro right now. All right. Team, and we're you? cutting the rest of the game. Hey, you just you didn't even hit rim there. I don't need a rim, Coach. Just give me a net. <laughs> Cliff, we are out of time. Thank you for hanging out, man. Good luck. And uh, we'll see you out at Clark and Clare Stadium. All right. Thanks for having me, Cliff. Yes, sir. You got it. There is Cliff Goblin. We'll take a break, come back, and wrap up today's edition of Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. It was a mixed day on the stock market. The Dow was up 125 points and finished at 38,797. The NASDAQ, however, fell 48 points at 15,942. The S&P slipped four points, finished out the day at 5,021. That's your Wells Fargo Advisor stock market report for a personal look into investing. Call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now back to the show. Hey, I enjoyed the baseball talk with Cliff Goblin. Let's keep it rolling on Tuesday. Just confirmed the big donkey, Stephen Schock, will join us here on the show from D1 Baseball. We'll uh, get his take on the Pirates and baseball as a whole coming up on Tuesday's program. Shirley, Alex, Zach, great work. Thank you, Sean. For the crew here at Pirate Radio, I am Cliff Rock. We'll talk to you Tuesday at 3 o'clock on Pirate Radio Live. Jeff Charles, take us home. Have a great night, Eastern Carolina. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.